You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Dave Rennie sucked. Welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm unqualified opinion and I'm over bias. Um, listen, obviously we start this podcast with close personal information about our lives and about people close to us and we share, you know, details, intimate details without their um, say-so, without their blessing. But anyone who listens knows that Eddie and I... Fucking rugby union first, and in some bombshell <laughs> news, it's that Dave Rennie of didn't know him before he coached will forget him quickly. Don't have enough sort of uh, hard drive space in the brain to retain the image of David Rennie in my mind. He will slip out of my brain probably before the day is out, but he's gone. And with he's that gone. returns Edward. Eddie Jones of was once a trader fame. Yeah. Now not was a once trader. A trader. Well, Tom, I think we can refer to him comfortably as former trader Eddie Jones. <laughs> I don't I don't see any problem with that. And again, as you and I so eloquently put it, mere months ago, uh, Eddie was a trader at the time. He he turned his back on his nation and he was coaching against us. Mm-hmm. I don't if you look up the t- definition of trader in the in the dictionary, that's it. There's a photo of Eddie. However, Eddie's gone out of his way to write horrible wrongs. He's now former trader Eddie Jones, mm. and he'll be leading us, Tom, I've just read, through to the 2027 World Cup, which is on Australian shores. If he was to bring back Bill then, Tom, all's forgotten. Well, what if he brings back Bill then keeps Bill? Because this is a World Cup year. Well, We're fucked sure. off Rennie in a World Cup year. Yeah. Like, what's that right. about? <coughs> you know what that's about, Tom? Ye of little faith. As in, we of little faith, having no faith in David Rennie, and also that That's he's, a, right. like he's a sleeper. He's a trader himself. We had a trader coaching us, in fairness. Can I, can I say something, Tom? And obviously, you and I always been union first. I just wanted to remind the punter and the dribbler yep. of that. Yep. I am a little bit... I mean, look, I didn't want to kick the fucking code when it was down, but no. now that we've now that we've we've come out the other side and Eddie Jones is returning the prodigal son, mm. I'd like to point out that hiring another Kiwi after what happened last time could that have been the dumbest decision of all time? Well, it was a rugby union decision. Did we have anyone between Deans and Rennie? I mean, I'm sure we did, but I can't remember who. When I, when I talk about... When no, I talk checker, about, checker, checker. Oh, of course. Checker. checker. Forgive me, Michael. And Ewan McKenzie yeah. as well. Ewan McKenzie. And that was... 2013, 2014. And that was Curtly. Curtly and him had like a massive falling out. There was like... He was he was chonging the fucking kit. Like the, the masseuse. Like, yeah. The masseuse, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And there was, yeah. A, Ewan, very, there was a very unflattering uh, moniker given to that lady that I will not repeat, but it was at the time humorous. Yes, something it was. to do with archery <laughs> and being overweight. Wasn't that a funny fucking period in our lives? That was a funny period in our lives. And you know what? I mean, I'm actually shocked I forgot it because um, we're union first. Well, when you're, given that we're union first, Tom, I'm shocked you did forget it. But listen, it's Monday morning. You're just fucking getting the wheels turning. I get it. You be, you're forgiven. At least. Here we go. The phone's starting. My, my rugby union chat groups are starting to go off, and yep. I've just got to mute yep. this thing. They're all fucking. Yep. They're all hyped. Look at them. Can I just can I give you can I just give you an insight? I won't name any names uh, for their sake, but look at them. 
not fake news. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Um, and then one of our mates actually sent through. It was actually the mail. I, I missed it. He sent it back last week that this was going to happen. So. I tell you what, Eddie Jones needs to go and whine and goddamn dine and fucking give one of the great 69s to a young kid mm. who's just finding his feet, Joseph mm. Suwali'i, because yeah. they need a big dick, particularly, Tom, obviously it's a bit late for this World Cup, but they need a big dick on when we're having the World Cup on our own shores. And given what I saw out of that kid when he went over to... Uh, was it Tonga or Samoa? He's Samoan, isn't he? Samoa. He's a, he's a chief now. He's a Samoan chief at fucking nineteen. What I old. saw on Bloke in a Bar's fucking Instagram page of him absolutely jacked to the teeth, fucking oiled up, looking unbelievable. He's got to be priority number one for Eddie. Has to be. I don't want to sexualize the young man, Tom, but sex sells. And well, just, if like, you've I mean, got, you can't help it, right? You can't help. No, you can't help. You can't help. Sexual being. Sex sells at the markets it always has and it always will mm. and if you've got a young stud who could be if he fucking follows the path that has been promised the greatest footballer of all time like imagine him at 24 home world cup absolutely fucking throbbing getting more and more gorgeous just on billboards in undies like mm. thanks for coming mm. thank you so much for coming because i just came <laughs> now uh, eddie jones just needs to get that big gorgeous you know erection inducing specimen mm. of an individual yep into wallaby gold obviously as union first we'd prefer to see every great rugby league player poached by rugby union even if just for a season Come over, yes. win the World Cup, knit back over to Rugby League and leave Rugby Union to disintegrate once more. That's right. Well, we've got a storied history of doing it, Tom. We go back to 2003 where Rain robbed us of glory using that very method of fucking pinching a couple of leagues for a few years, getting some glory and then fucking off again. Like yep. it's, a, it's tried and tested and we've gone away from it mm. in the last sort of 10, 15 years. And it's good to see that they're going back to it again, Tom. I wonder... In the the board meetings, Tom, at ARU headquarters, Moore Park, yeah, where the, they the were interviewing Will- people. Dripping in RM Williams. Yeah, tripping in RMs. MJ Bale shot, suits. Shot if, you, shot if you went to the fucking boardroom without a triple collar. You know, like in uh, Game of Thrones, there's just always a goblet of red wine knocking about. It's goblets yeah. of red wine. If it, yeah. You know, and definitely pre-midday. Goblets yeah, of red wine. Right. Like, they don't serve water at Rugby Australia board meetings. No, they don't. Goblets no, of no. red wine. Very expensive red wine. Probably Grange. Yep. Goblets of Grange. Oh, it's definitely Grange, Tom. It's definitely Grange. And I mean, just mounds of cocaine. If, you'd ever, if you've ever wondered where... <laughs> allegedly. If you ever wondered where all that money went from the last World Cup we had, it went, it's gone on Grange. Expensive Grange. Well, and that, well that's, but that's smart investment, Eddie. That's business now, it is business now. It's long lunches at fucking at Wong's and it's it's Grange in the morning. Goblets of Grange. Um, but but you got to think about it, right? It, as an investment in the future of rugby union, you need to have loosey-goosey board meetings because that's how ideas flow. That's how you get to like some real fucking inspired decision-making like let's sign Wendell Sale, let's Kieran, Matt Rogers. Yeah. 
you can't tell me that that wasn't done off the back of the loosey-goosey approach. Loosey-goosey long lunches. Loosey-goosey long lunches is where the big fucking decisions are made. And you could argue, Tom, you could potentially argue that the wheels fell off when they got a bit too buttoned up. Yeah, dude, they stopped drinking. You know you what know, I mean? 11sies, baby. Yeah. Come on. Bring a little bell, bring out the grange. Yeah. That's that's inspired. Well, you bring stuff in right well, there. I mean, and and again, having not been uh to a rugby show board meeting, have been invited, have turned it down, been too busy, they don't get that grange in themselves. There is a servant. Paid. Of course there's a servant, Tom. Paid a wage, paid a wage, but obviously it's unders and, mm. you know, the servant rolls in the grange and then they roll the fuck back out of there until the bell's yeah. rung again. Yeah. Bring in the grange. Mm. Bring in the grange. grange I guy. do wonder, Tom, how compelling Eddie Jones's Wind On 69 PowerPoint presentation would have been to the board over at Cutler Granges at 11 o'clock. Would he have needed a PowerPoint? I feel like with David Rennie, the traitor, living in our midst, working, you know, in you know, we had him basically, he was Trojan horsing us. Well, well like, he wasn't and a then, traitor then, so much as he was a... because well, he, um, he was a Kiwi coaching Australia, so he was a traitor. What's the term for that? A traitor. No, 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 no. Mercenary. When you're getting... When you, who, what did Robbie Deans do? He wide-handed us. Oh, sleeper. He was a sleeper. A sleeper. That's what I'm... Sleeper cell. Sleeper cell. I mean, you think you'd fucking learn the first time. Be that as it may. But, but Eddie, yeah, was, I mean, he was, Eddie was traitoring because England were good. And no one really understands what. Like I thought, England were good when Eddie got sacked from England. That's. But anyway, that being said, I thought that I don't think Eddie Jones think would have had to PowerPoint. Good. He just would have gone. Um, listen, you have a sleeper in the head coaching position. I, a former traitor, am now turned, you know, Australian hero again. I'm coming back with all the trade secrets from England. Let's go. Listen, it, I mean, we can use this to our advantage. I didn't care when he when he coached Japan because I think everyone has a very soft spot for the Japanese. Well, but it's also rugby. like if you go and coach a beater, no disrespect to Japan. Mm. Plus, Eddie Jones has Japanese heritage. Correct. Then I think that's all good. You can sell at the markets, but not the old foe. No fuck. Now that. looking to make a positive or a silver lining in his defection to England is that he now has all the trade secrets, all the dirty little secrets. Yep. They're all ours now. They're ours. They're ours now, Tom. They're our secrets. But there is a rugby league. uh, There's a rugby World Cup this year, is there not? Am I correct? There is. It's in France, Thomas. I believe August, September. Don't quote me on that. Jesus. So KO, you know, not confirmed, but there's a chance they send us to Europe from June to September to cover the cricket, the Ashes. Correct. Uh, I believe, Tom. Test Championship, uh, Ashes. It's a September to October. September, September, October. To wow, dude. October. We might be half and half in here. So this year, Tom, I believe, is the longest Rugby Union World Cup in history because they're only playing games on the weekend. So it goes for like two months. So we're going to have to really settle in, I guess. Like so you and I will be there from the language. June. You and I will be there from June until November, if my math's correct. So if we got to, So we'll have to learn French. Yes. And are these KO going to pay for that as well? Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's tutors. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, French tutors. Well, French tutors. Tom and Eddie yeah. in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Just without the rooting of. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, no. Of course, no rooting. Unless it's each other. Then it's play on. But other than that, that's all the rooting we're doing work. in Paris. 
It's yeah. work-related. <laughs> it's work-related, Rootin. Um, but, Tom, I think that sometimes you don't always get good news on Monday morning. Sometimes you're a bit flat. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to motivate yourself. Yep. Sometimes it's hard to prime yourself for a big week. Yep. But the return of the former fucking trader Eddie Jones has got a bit of pep in my step. Mm. It's got the me pumped coach up. formerly known as the trader Eddie Jones, now just Eddie Jones. <laughs> now just Eddie Jones. Yeah, he dropped the trader from his name. Trader. He's like P. Diddy. Or Kanye, just if you want to be a little more contemporary. Yes, who got married, apparently. To an Aussie? We want to yeah, to a girl from yes. Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's bizarre. I would like to know, does she now have rights to all his cash? I don't think it's a legal marriage, Tom, so I don't think so. Devo. Devo for her. I know. It's sort of like, listen... If you're gonna go through, if you're gonna get married, you may as well do it legally. Well, so that not if, you not know. just married, but married to you know one of the most despised humans on the planet. Which is, I mean, it's almost actually probably too intense of a despising. So he's a piece of shit for sure. There's some worse people on the planet, but you know, the most publicly decried is decried a bad word, Dave. No, I think that kind of suits. Isn't that works? In recent Listen, weeks and months, recent definitely. weeks and months. What about what? Uh, like he's not a has, warlord, has, but he's has, no, he's not a warlord. But he's pretty bad. It's I mean, just the fall from grace because he was once grace. so revered. Yes, you know? I was going to say that. Is has anyone had a more a greater fall from grace currently? Mm. Oscar Pistorius, obviously Bernie Madoff. I mean, his was pretty big. Oscar Pistorius, dude. Oscars was pretty big dude, too. His was pretty Oscars was pretty big. big. His was pretty big. His might be bigger only because it was like, wow, this guy's like fucking disabled in the and Olympics. He was inspi- inspiring Blade millions. Runner, and put- inspired yeah. millions and then, oh, he killed someone. Not by accident well, either, it would seem, allegedly. Yeah. Well, not just someone, Tom. His girlfriend. Well, that's, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was a fucking stranger. No, exactly. Um, not that that would have made it any better, but I'm just giving context. No, it wouldn't have made it better, Eddie, but I think this did make it worse. <laughs> this fucking oath that yeah, made it worse. You know what I mean? I think this was worse. And then him trying to hide behind his lack of legs. Yeah, dude. No, that's a fool. Like, that's that's, that's disgraceful. That's, <laughs> that's disgraceful. Dare that is you? appalling. We, we those that, your lack this of isn't legs. A, that, that wasn't a legs. That's not a legs based killing, my no, friend. No, dude. That's just because you were, you had to stump your way around the house to get the like. No. That's yeah, fuck that, mate. The, the, your lack of legs is what got you to the dance. If we're being honest. Yep. Now you're trying got, to use it as an excuse. I know. It got your worldwide acclaim. And got now you the house you were living in. Yeah, exactly. And then to turn around and, bra- and blame the legs. Nah. Hell. OJ, if we're keeping it in sport. Mm. Bill Cosby. OJ, OJ's was a shocker. Bill Cosby's ain't great. That was pretty fucking grim. Yep. Yep. Cardinal Pell's wasn't very good either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know the Cardinal was. <laughs> Because unfortunately, Cardinals supporters, I think they're rain hail, they're they're ride or dies. So I think the people that didn't support him never supported him and continued not to support him. And we're like, oh yeah, we saw that coming. Pun not intended, but like you know, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just mean, I mean more from the fact that you know became a Cardinal, third in charge, and then big ass for you, big fella. Yeah, but then got out anyway. Look. (laughs) <laughs> Look, this isn't this isn't this isn't how we saw it starting. We were this was a, a pro Eddie Jones chat. <laughs> it's quickly devolved. Yeah, um, yeah it devolved. Anyway, 
Uh, you are yeah, right, well. though, Eddie. Monday is for good news, and Eddie Jones returning. That's yeah. good news. That's good stuff. Happy to hear it. Happy to hear it, mate. It makes t- me feel nice. Excuse me, as I hope that that burp, that oat milk burp did not um, register on the microphones. Is Eddie Jones <laughs> the most well-known wallaby currently in the setup? Kurtley Beal, I guess. Michael Hooper, I guess. But, like, I don't know. Even though Union first, such has been the turnover of players, you know, Japanese rugby, European rugby, et al, et al, et al. I don't know maybe 90% of the Australian rugby union side. Well, listen, our loyal listeners know, Tom, that you and I really get into our rugby union work in World Cup years. Mm. It's just sort of how we roll. We're sort of four-year guys. We always have been. Not that we don't love the game. Not that we don't, you know, talk about it at every fucking turn. Mm. It's more that sometimes with the high turnover rates – um, you know, busy lives, getting married, etc. Yeah. Sometimes you miss who the players are. Tom, but not in a World holidays. Cup year. Not in a World Cup year. No, not in a World Cup year. Not in 2023. So, listen, will I be like a go-to guy by the end of the year? Will I be like, quote-unquote, an aficionado? Well, yeah, sure, if that was a word. Aficionado. Aficionado? Yeah. Not aficionado. Sure. <laughs> Sounds like a dish. <laughs> um, yeah, like a fish in some sort of curried sauce. Yeah, aficionado. Yeah. Would it be a Spanish dish? Because, I mean, curry, well, would, would, curry, <laughs> curry not so much. Yes, it'd be Mexican. Yeah, Mexican. Yeah. Or Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, really good to... I'm just excited to, to see what Eddie brings. Oh, nado in Spanish means I swim. So, the fish swims. Fish nado. Fishy nado. So, it's like a fish swimming in a sauce. Yep. You should make that. <laughs> Ned's write kitchen. that down, Tobler. Yeah, write it down. Ned's kitchen. Ned's kitchen. Fish swimming in sauce. Yep. Yep. Sure. Cool. Great. Grand. Cool. How are you, mate? I'm well, thank you, Eddie. I don't want to, you know, just sort of beat my dick about my lifestyle, but I'm up early. I'm swimming at the beach. Sunrise. I don't know if I've ever said this, but I've always lived my life. With one of the tent poles, I guess, of, of the way that I live my life. The importance, and I'm looking at everyone in the, in the studio here. To start in the day right is to just almost to, to get in the water and to sit in the sun for just give your body five minutes just to soak up some sun. Some vitamin D, Tom. Some vitamin D. So that's what I've done. That's why I'm feeling up and about. Um,. Got a boxing bag. I don't know if I told everyone that. I got a boxing bag at home and I fucking hit the shit out of it yesterday. 12 rounds on the bag, whatever. I got a, I do have a blister on my pinky though, which is, it, it caused me some issues pretty early on in the going. So I had to change up my style. I don't know if that was because I was hitting it too hard, which obviously was possible. Um, but I just feel like you're reading something the whole time I'm talking, so it's very difficult to know where we're going here with this conversation as you just I'm read not, things on your computer or your I'm not phone. reading anything. What I'm are not you reading doing? anything. What are you I'm doing? looking at you. As you're talking about you doing 12 three-minute rounds, I'm like, no, you didn't. Swear on my life. No, you didn't. Swear on my life. Swear on our friendship. I swear, I swear on rounds. our friendship by 12. I'll show, did, I see, did you see the photo? Yes, I saw the photo. I swept my cock off. It's actually really good. 
for that. Like, I don't... 36, 36 minutes is very impressive. He was tough, dude. But again, like, I'm also not... What, what, were your, what was your, your punches per minute, your PPMs at the end? Uh, I'd mix it up because obviously if I spent too much time just trying to do, like, actual, but like, straights and jabs, like, it sort of you, it gets old. And I'm like, I'm not very good at this. So I ended up just going back to like the, you know, like when they're training with something, they're like, all right, give me 20 uppercuts or whatever. I was just doing that for like three minutes straight. Would you get around, would you, would you dance around the bag? I started you know off trying I mean? to do, I started off trying to, footwork. Yeah, yeah, I started off trying to do a bit of that. But there's no, there wasn't a heap of room to work in and I started feeling very self-conscious. <laughs> I've got it in a place in my, uh, in the sort of back garden bit, the backyard uh, where it's like down the side so it's hidden from just anyone. There's something about exercising and I don't know if this is like whether I've been subconsciously scarred from the Clavelli clobber days when I got papped boxing down at Clavelli, but I hate exercising when I think people are watching me or certain things, specifically boxing. So it sounds like it is scarring from them. Well, the easiest way to work that out is did you care before the clobber? I think I still did a little bit. Maybe I just kept more now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it was one of the great pappings of all time. Yeah. So there's that. I know what you mean, though. Sometimes you like to exercise on your own terms. Yeah. And not feel like you're getting judged by, you know, fucking prying oh, neighbours. Even like a I gym. Even like going to the gym. I'd never be able to go into a gym and like hit the bag. Unless you were hot. Like if you look like Dougie Joseph or something and you can Yeah, of course like, if yeah. I look like that cunt. Or Joseph Sualee, like, yeah, I'd get down there and I'd box my ass off. 100%, take the shirt off. I'd put oil on my body and wrap, do sit-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrap the hands yeah. and then just get into your work. Look at the pipes, look at the fucking footwork, look at the tempo. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. I think, listen, I think that, you know, your want to hide away from the world when you exercise is probably a direct reflection of fitness level. Mm-hmm. Not so a bad point. If you've hit the ton, if you've hit the ton and you're you're f- you're flabby, maybe you do want to hide away in the early going. Yeah, right. Or just, I mean, you know I could I mean? just wear a, a big sort of muumuu when I train, so you don't see me bounce. <laughs> why is why are they not muumuus for us bigger boys training? Huh? You know what I mean? Like, training why isn't Under Armour coming out with fucking training muumuus? Yeah, I mean, like Under Armour only do stuff that hugs eight packs. Yeah, what the fuck? What about what about you know hefty about the big hefty dudes don't who want to be some you know really nice sort of like breathable muumu that you can train in? Yeah, a training muumu. That's got legs, dude, and it, it breathes. It breathes the fuck, and it doesn't no, it show has to sweat, and it doesn't show sweat. No, because if it di- if it did, it'd show sweat under your titties, and no one wants that. No, no one wants to see titty sweat. <laughs> Um, Not even, I mean, even your own mother would, you know, turn away and disgust at the side your own of her son's fucking. Go, look at what I've created. Look at this fucking mermaid wearing. Look at this Jabba the Hutt looking motherfucker. Um, no, but Friday was a good day. Sebo had his, uh, his break in the Yips golf day. So we went to North Bondi Golf Course and it was four man Ambrose. So there was like, how many people do you reckon there were there, Tobo? Nine times four, so like 36. And But there was also a couple of teams, two more teams, so probably like 40-something. 44. Um, good turnout. Good turnout. Mostly people like we didn't know as well, some dribblers and shit. And uh, I was paired, well, me and Tobler were paired with uh, Rando and intern Braden. 
of man and the photocopier at IBM fame. And <laughs> it was good fun. It was a really good day. I was awful though. And that was like, you know, I've got Tobler, Rando, Braden, guys that sort of see me as like a, I mean, godlike figure, I guess you could say. I yeah. wouldn't say that. That was more there. The way that they were talking. Well, it'd be a mixture, a mixture of God and Father. I God, would say. A God, like a, a Godfather. A Godfather. <laughs> a little bit of that. Yeah. I mean, Tobler looks up to you like a like you're his daddy, and mm. then I'm sure Rando and intern Braden sort of see you as like almost as, as a deity. Of yeah, that's what I was thinking, right? So I'm going, okay, like this is this is a big day for them, um, and so with the four man Ambrose, you know, you got to take you take the best ball, but you've also got to take three. Uh, tee offs each. Yes. And as we were going around, Tobler, we took one of his, took one of Braden's, took another one of Tobler's, took two of Braden's, took another one of Tobler's, took three of Rando's, and no one's taken one of mine yet, and it was due to the fact that I couldn't hit a fucking ball. And it was... It was such... You want to talk about falls from grace? Deity to scum, basically, to like a loser a desperate loser trying to, you know, trying to just talk up like, well, shit, we do need to take one of yours. I'm like, please just wait for the next hole. Give me another shot. Give me one more chance. How was, how was the, the mental state? Because obviously knowing that you're, you're, you're viewed as a deity in certain circles <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're going out there and obviously everyone that picks up a golf club wants to perform. Mm. They want to. They want to be able to hit the ball. They don't want to disgrace themselves, mm. disgrace their name, disgrace their ancestors, disgrace their family, mm. their wife, their children. They don't want to do that, right? Mm. Mm. And so, as the fucking wheels begin to fall off, and you're topping every single ball you try to hit, like where are you at? Are you starting to sweat and shit? Are you no. trying to joke it off? Look, like, what are you leaning into? To be honest, what, I don't what think sort of. I, I don't think what I really sort of old catch it. I was screaming. Like I'd, sc- I'd, I'd scream profanities and then I would, I'd almost carry my, I'd scream the profanity, which was obviously the truth of how I was feeling internally that was escaping. I was trying to keep that in, but it would escape. And then as we would continue to walk the course, I would continue to talk myself up in a way that was inconsistent with how I was playing. Trying to, I guess, give myself some confidence for the next hole and then not delivering. And as we were going, because it was 18 holes, nine hole course, you go around twice. We basically knew that at the absolute worst, we could take the final three holes of all my balls. But we didn't want to have to do that, obviously, because that could be detrimental to our overall result, uh, as it essentially turned out it kind of was. Um, but so I was just like, listen, not this hole. Let's wait for the next one. Let's just try and get me one that's worthy on the board. As it turned out, we the ones we took of mine were okay. I'll tell you what the funniest part of the day was. And insert photo here. <laughs> Fucking, there was a, on each of the holes, there was different things, closer to the pins, longest drives, whatever, whatever. Our fucking bespectacled producer over here, Tommy Tobler, had longest drive for 98% of the day. Crunched it. He was actually playing some pretty good golf. Was getting very high on his own supply. <laughs> strutting around. 
And he crunched this fucking drive, longest drive of the day, right in the middle of the fairway. And every time we'd come past, or he was constantly, after he'd hit it, he spent the whole day just trying to see, look back on that fairway to make sure he hadn't been bested. He was also the only sober person on the course. Um, <laughs> and then we were coming back around again for the second uh, go, and he was still leading. And so he got Braden to take a photo of him laying down on his side, like fucking slutty, sultry, sultry sort of photo in front of his longest drive, thinking there was like two groups behind us. He was like, I got this sewn up. Last group, he got beaten. Fuck off. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Raf from the meeting tree. Yep. By like two meters. Yep. Two oh, meters or something. Tobler. Yep. Listen, that's what happens when you get high on your own yeah, supply, mate. Yeah, serves me right. Yeah, dude. Serves me right. As soon as he took that photo, I was like, you're early crowing yourself so hard here, bro. That's I thought I had it locked tubler. up, and I was thinking content. Content first, and the <sighs> early crow He was thinking, he was thinking, he was thinking dick beating. No, <laughs> you weren't thinking. <laughs> was thinking I was going to get a content frame at all. Up in the you were going to put that on your personal. Yeah. No one would have seen yeah. it. Yeah. No, I was <laughs> going to put it in the studio. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, we almost now, should I get do, that friend. I do want a, an honest appraisal of Tom, though. Like, just give it to me straight, raw dog. So, Tom started the day out with a very audacious claim that he was not going to have any practice, like, swings whatsoever throughout the day. This is on the first hole. And then on the first hole, he starts having some practice swings. He's like, oh, no, these don't count. These don't count. Just warming up the shoulders, this boys. Was warming warm up, up the shoulders. Oh, warm it's not practice swings. And then by the second <laughs> hole, that claim went out the window and there was yeah, some yeah. practice swings. Look, I'll give him – he did sink a birdie part, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I – oh. I think I'm one – because we I know, hit I think four I, birdies I think throughout we the did. day. We hit some good birdies. Look, I played – sunk I played a, a birdie putt. Jesus Christ. No, I played a role in some birdies. I don't know if I sunk the birdie putt. I sunk a good one to save par, I think. There was some yipping and yahooing after one of your putts. Yeah. But outside of that, it was um, it was good effort. It was a good effort from That's Tommy. Just don't fucking shut It was a great don't, effort. Don't. <laughs> I said raw dog me, Tobler. I want it straight. Yeah, so on the longest drive hole after – I hit it. We're like 60 metres from the green. Tom steps up to take a shot, tops it, and it rolls about a metre in front of him. And me, Rando, and Braden are just silent, looking at each other, giggling. Because you can't say anything because you know you're Because we can't. And Tom, the look on his face, he was just like, all right, let's 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 wrap this up. Let's wrap this up, boys. Yeah. And there was a bit of that. There was a lot of, fuck, fuck this shit. There was, in oh. fairness, though, also that same hole first time where I think I hit it and it was like maybe a centimetre from the hole and then we just tapped it in for a bird. So There were definitely some good shots, but it felt very yippy. None of them were good shots, to be fair. They were all like, <laughs> they were all like, oh, he's sort of just accident. It was like falling with style. Like I pulled it out of my ass by accident. Not the, like obviously everyone's trying to get it near the hole, but the, my method to near the hole was not good in any way. Yes. Like a John Ingate hole in one where it's just a complete mully grubber and he doesn't yeah, even see Yeah, and see, in. I thought, though, because I've been playing heaps of Tiger Woods on the PS5. Oh, you thought it would translate. I thought it sure. might translate. I got seven yeah. under at fucking Sawgrass last week. I'm thinking, all right, this is good. At least I'm getting an idea of what's required, club selection, yeah. you know. Didn't help. Yeah. No. Reading greens, didn't help. After sure. nine holes, we were one under. Yeah, we were going all right. We were The winning thing was one under, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we weren't far off and then... In the last nine holes, we knew we had to take at least three of Tom's tee-offs and we finished two over. 
I don't know right. if that was relevant. But well, listen, was, I, it's yeah. not it's not irrelevant, Tom. Um, I'd like to shout out, if I may, a surprising set of calves that fucking caught my eye. Tommy Tobler has got a set of pins on him. Yeah, he does. And he's been hiding them away behind the producer's desk for far too long. Yep. I'd like to know, do you work on them? And have you ever considered calf modelling? Um, the baby cows have definitely been in a good paddock. I'd like to put it down to running, I think, lately. And yeah. not trip, try my hardest not to trip over. Um, and so in doing so, I needed to strengthen the calves to get mm. as much, you know. Try and sort of sturdy the base. Exactly. Um, but I definitely can see a bit of calf modelling in my future. If, uh, cool. if we ever come out with like an anklet sock or something. Or just high socks. High you know socks. I mean? Some nice high schoolboy socks. Absolutely. High I'm school not, girl. I don't need to hide these, uh, hide the calves. I'd like to see Tobler get a, like a big snake tattooed on his calf. Yeah. It'd probably be good to Eating. distract from the other two. Yeah, listen. I mean, it wouldn't, it, if you got a snake on your calf, Tobler, it'd probably be the nicest of your tattoos. Yeah, it would. <laughs> that Triple J one's aged terribly. Um, I tell you what else was funny. So Seb was doing his whole like pre-golf sort of like the pre. Get, you're having a chat to everyone. All right, these are the rules. This is what's going on. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Four man Ambrose, best ball, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, right, any questions? Just if you were to have a guess. Are you Straight. Made? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think had a question? <laughs> fucking streety and he's like what do you ask so what's the go with like uh out of bounds like is it a drop is it where and sebo's like well it's foreman ambrose best ball you just don't take that ball <laughs> oh bro right yeah he's like he just got absolutely fucking lit up because it was just you know all these people quieting down so he's like oh just quick one yeah um so, OB, who takes a drop? What's going on there? And Sebo's like, well, I'd hope you wouldn't need to take that fucking ball if it's four-man Ambrose. He's like, right, right. <laughs> it was so good. And he tried to ask it again, and it was like, dude, stop. Like, he tried to ask clarify. Ask it again? Like, tried to clarify. He's like, well, no, but just like, what? He's like, you don't, just, no. It just was, don't take that ball, mate. Just don't take that ball. And don't look for it, because this thing needs to keep moving. If you lose your ball, you lose your ball. Has he got a bit of the old man in him? Like you'll search high and low for a ball, Streety? Oh, no, Streety, Streety will search for the entire day if he could. He'd, he'd call the day off to go look for a ball. I've never understood that sort of person. I really haven't. No. It, uh, it grates my gears. Grinds them, that probably. Grinds them into the fucking earth. Like, those balls are about a dollar at the pro shop. Yep. I saw you get them out of the second-hand bin, mate. Like, just... Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, and you, you got lit up afterwards, did you, Tom? Yeah, we did. We did. Had a great time at the uh, North Bondi Golf Club, Good pissing on know. there, and then off to the Nelson. But, mate, you, longest holiday all time, three months, November to February. How are we? How are we doing? Good, mate. Just fucking, just winding down now, really oh, fucking okay. relaxing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, are you nice. only, only now are you starting to relax? Only now am I relaxed, properly relaxed. Mm. Family time is good, mate. Always enjoy family time. Good little, good little hit out with the fucking with the rents. My brother, his new fiance is engaged. The big fella, he's doing very well. 
Um, so that was nice, mate. Very, very nice. Kicked the fucking feet up. Read books, chilled out. Read books? Read a couple of dribblers. Yeah, bro, I'm reading, so. What I'm are you reading? No, no, no big deal. Whatever, like, what are you reading? This. Robert Harris, Archangel. Not a bad book, Tom. I'm more of a fiction guy on holidays. I like to get fucking engrossed in a bit of a story. Right. Bit of a narrative. Yeah. Um, but we were fucking... How, we're many, up how many pages you read? Do you want to know how many of pages I've read? Yeah, Tom? yeah, I do. I want to know how many pages you've read. I'm going to fucking blow your dick off you, man. 377. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon about that? How many pages are in it? 400 and something. Oh, fuck, mate. This thing's in big trouble. This, this book's in big trouble, mate. 421. That book is that book is in humongous trouble. Huge trouble. I tell you, I've got to be, I've got to tell a, a, an honest truth, Tom. I haven't finished a book in a long time. I'm not shocked by that. I'm fucking jacked to finish this thing. Yeah. Clock it, if you will. Yeah. Throw it to the side and go, what's next? Yeah, yeah, come at me. Throw something else at me, mate. Throw something else at me. But it's, um, we're up on the fucking balcony the other weekend. I was just, I was, I wanted to bring this up with you, Tom, because you just, you don't hear it very often. And when you do, it really, it unsettles you. So we're up on the balcony and I was like, do you hear that? Can you hear that? I'm like, not really, but I could hear something sort of carrying on the wind. And it's like a, help, help, oh. like a screaming help. I'm like, Jesus Christ, where the fuck's that coming from? Like, couldn't really fucking pick it. Like, is that next door? Is that mm. some fucker trapped under under our house? Like, where is that? Keeps going, help, help. Realise it's coming from the beach. And you're like, oh, that's really fucking etch. Then you hear the boat and the jet skis, like, fucking start up. They've cruised out to try and catch some guy. We get down to the beach. There's ambulances everywhere. I'm like, fuck, what's going on here? Let's try and find out who should come over, Tom, but a couple of dribblers. Pretty pumped up. Eddie, bro, how are you? I'm like, oh, what's been happening? Like, mate, we're, up, we're actually up here having a couple of beers. Heard this guy yelling out, help. So they went downstairs, threw open the fucking lifesaver thing, grabbed some jet skis and ran out and saved him. Dribblers. Dribblers. Dribbler heroes, mate. Dribbler hero. And was some guy was drowning? Yeah. You know when people go out, like, at dusk, it seems to happen? People go out for swims and shit, and they don't know what they're doing. And the lifeguards have all gone for the day and they just get dragged out to sea. And yeah. the dribblers went and saved the day. Dribblers saved the day. Hero dribblers. How far out so was I don't even guy? know. I, I don't know. Well, like, out the back. Yeah, I know. I guess there's a part of me, and obviously it depends on your ability to swim, which is not shocking. But in Australia, most people can swim, I'm led to believe. Although I did read an article the other day where they were like, because of COVID, heaps of kids haven't had swimming lessons for three years basically and it's like led to a situation where parents maybe overestimate their kids ability to swim but then again i'm like well fuck if you're like six surely you're swimming under the absolute supervision of your parents but there I was don't a thing that to, was like i don't want to generalize tom i don't want to generalize and i never would but i get the feeling that a lot of the time not all the time a lot of the time it's tourists yes i'm sure but you do hear these horrible stories of people drowning. Like there was a couple like a few weeks ago, like a dad drowned trying to save his kid or two dads maybe in two separate situations where a kid's caught in a river. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really heavy shit. I, and then I was in this article they were talking about like by the age of 12, you should be able to swim 50 metres 
unassisted, non-stop. Like, that's the swimming guidelines. And then it was like, if you're an adult, you should be able to swim 400 metres unassisted, non-stop. Um, I don't know if I could do Because you'd be able to do that. It's not that fucking hard. Like, it's it's actually not. It's not like about Olympic swimming here. It's just about being able to swim that distance, even if it takes you ages, but just being able could to Could I meander that distance? Yeah. Fuck, mate. Knowing you, you'd just float it. You'd feed up and you'd just wait to be dragged in. As long as your fucking mouth's above the above the, the top of the water, you'd just be like, fuck it. We'll see how this one goes. It'll bring me back in eventually. But I guess tourists aside, but generally speaking, I'm like swimming. I could be wrong here. Swimming to me isn't that hard. Again, not swimming fucking fast, not swimming long distances, not trying to like freestyle, back, whatever, just like generally speaking. And I'm trying to work out if it's like people struggling in these situations, whether it's like they're wigging out or whether they're out of shape. Again, I'm not particularly in shape, but I just don't – like what, what, are you, what is the thing? Is it – is it freaking out? Is during as people getting scared? It would have to be. It would have to be freaking out, surely. Like because you can just sort of like you can just you you can do very little to stay above. But do rips pull you water. under? Can you just check that? Do rips pull you under, pull, or do they just pull you out? I think they just pull you out. Look, I'm not a big waterman, but I was of the opinion. No, you're not. You're, you are a scared swimmer. Yeah, no, they don't pull you under, but they definitely pull you out. And with waves and stuff and getting pulled by, it can feel like you're almost getting pulled Yeah, under. see, the, wa- yeah. the wave element yeah. is an element that you cannot be ignored, Tom. No. Choppy seas can put the fucking fright into you, for sure. But again, also Especially like... Especially if you're at the back. Someone going out for a swim at dusk. Fuck if that you noise, If you can't swim and you're going out... For a swim at dusk and the beach is no longer patrolled, I think you're asking for trouble. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You're asking for a lot of trouble. I remember there was a bloke, I think he was German, Tom, and he went down to icebergs, down to the rocks there when there was a fucking huge easterly swell. Like, and Bondo was getting absolutely pumped and he went down there for a perv. Got dragged out to sea, like, obviously, bro. Did he make it? I don't think so. Oh. But people do stupid shit around the water. But I just wanted to shout out those dribblers, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't even didn't think to get their names so you could give them a real... Oh, I'd had a couple of beers, Tom. Medal of Honour sort of situation. Well, I said I'd shout them out. I have done that. I can't remember their names. But nice to know that we've got hero dribble, heroes amongst the dribbler community, Tom. Should also Warms actually shout heart. out the dribblers who won the golf day. Be- beers you remember and bet- their names? Beers, beers, and, beers, and, beers and, bet and bet slips. They were a collective... Shout out the collective, the team. How was the big day rose hole? Yeah, great. And it was yeah. pounded into the ground. It was the best hole there, wasn't it? Well, of course it was. Of course it was, yeah. Anywho. Of course it was. We love it. We do love it. Should we get into a bit, of, bit more sport, Eddie? What do you think? I mean, there's we kind more. of have meandered. There's, more, there's more, mate. There's more. Oh, there's more. Oh, but wait, there's more. Speaking of coaching, actually, and this kind of ties into a general thing that I want to talk about, which is the test. Yes. Have you been watching any of that? I have. I've pounded maybe three episodes. I fucking love it. It's sick. It's so well done. It's so well done. It's I, so well done. I read a review where they were like, oh, this one's a bit flatter because it doesn't have JL in there sort of, you know, being JL. And I was like, I actually disagree because you're getting way greater insight into the players. And 
what tours are like. And I don't know, I just felt like it was, so far I've been like engrossed. And it's still dealing with all the shit that's going on. You want to talk soap operas, mate? Fucking Australian cricket, my God. It is. I'd forgot. I'd forgotten shit like Pat Cummins got ruled out for COVID before the yep. second test. I forgot all that stuff. Yeah, but it starts I'm also in the but it starts in the preamble before the Ashes, and it's the Tim Payne, Pat Cummins, yep. then captain, then out of it. You can't be captain after one fucking test. Then it rolls into fucking uh, Pakistan, and then you're like, you're like <laughs> I when I hear stuff like that, like Pat Cummins not being able to play the second test because of COVID. I start to think to myself, have I used up all my bandwidth in my mind? Yeah, like, dude. have I. It's a Dave Rennie bandwidth. The Dave Rennie principle. Dave Rennie principle. I feel like I've, I'm, I'm out of space now. That shouldn't be something. That should be something I could just recall immediately. Mm. And when they were playing it, I'm like, holy fuck, I completely forgot about this. It's fucking well done, though. Yeah, it is. Like, in terms of sports docos, it's elite. Yeah. I'm going to say best in class because it covers one of the topics that's dear to my heart, Tom Test Cricket. Mm. You're like, you're absolutely right. It's a fucking sofa, bro. But also within it, you start to realise how different all these motherfuckers are. Yeah. From each other. Yes. But also how tight they are. But then, so when like Pat's transitioning into the captain, um, you know, just all the different things that are going on, like the different meetings. What about? Have you seen the bit where I? I'm pretty sure it's pretty sure it's in in the period for the Ashes, but I can't remember. It might be another Test series, but I just not something I'd ever really considered because I'm you know an idiot. But how much prep he was doing the night before a game, scrolling through all the different field placings and... Mate, I thought... I Fucking funny you bring that up. I was just about to bring it up. I thought that shit was done on Vibe. Yes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I'm just thinking he's going, ah, oh, fuck I thought that was all Vibe, bro. But it makes perfect sense that it's not. It's just that you and I are so far from professional in any way that yeah. we don't think to do anything that would even resemble yeah. the slightest bit of preparation. Yeah, he's like, family, it's, you know, family time's done. I've yeah. got to stab and I've got to study every fucking possible field from Starkey to the right-hander to the left-hander and all that shit. I'm like, First, I literally like just Plan thought, one, plan two, plan three. Plan three. I thought you just sat there and go, hmm, maybe just put him there. And put him <laughs> yeah, there. What do you reckon, Starkey? Should we put him here? Like, that's it. Especially because, as we've the said run. before, the way they would describe fielding positions, it's like, you just he's sort of like a squarish... Square, you know, like it's just it's a midish midwist. It's a square. It's just, a, it's, just it's all ishy vibey sort of. It's shit. It's a pointish you know? point. You know? <laughs> so just like ah fuck, we'll see how we go. But that was just like I really liked that sort of insight. Also, how much of a Pat Cummins is such a good boy. He's, he's just such a, a good he's just such boy. Such a good he's boy. He's so excited the night before his test, before his like debut thing. He's staring at the the captain's jacket. Oh, like, him staring at the jacket. You know, pretty cool. Oh, isn't it's it? pretty like, cool. You are such a sweet, sweet guy. Talking about how he, like when he was kid, like a kid, you know, him and his siblings would all just sit in the back seat of the car reading books. Like that's <laughs> all they did, just read books. And then him playing cotton, and he's getting scared. He was actually oh getting scared as he's playing. I'm like, he's dude, such man, a sweet kid. He's shit at cod and he's terrified that of like that what's actually going on in the game. He's like, oh, that actually freaked me out. I'm like, you are, and then you get onto the field and you're this full blooded Beast. alpha. Peace. It's very, very fucking cute. 
And I now see why he was tapped on the shoulder for the big gig because he can do no wrong. Yeah. He's like the perfect Australian pinup boy, you know? Yeah. He's got mongrel on the pitch, but then off the pitch, he's like, he's not softly spoken, but he sort of is. He kind like of is. He just seems very kind genuine of and sincere. He's got his little glasses on and stuff. Yes, like, oh, exactly. Very cute. His hair, you know, yeah, like he's just this like, nice sort of, hair, but it's a bit all over the place. Like he doesn't actually really care about anything other than just no, being a really good guy and playing. And you can tell he doesn't know family. he's gorgeous. No, he doesn't get how hot he is. No, he's got no idea. He has no idea how hot he is and fuckable. He no. has no idea. And and even like growing up, he he doesn't seem like when you saw a young Pat, you're like you were never not good looking, really. But ne- but you just never knew. You were just a little bookworm who didn't realize how hot they were, and you like to play cricket. Yeah, it's almost like Princess Diaries. Is that it? The Princess Diaries when she's like. She's like this sort of like ugly nerd and then figures and then becomes a princess and becomes really hot. Look, it's slightly like that, but I don't think Pat was ever an ugly nerd. He was a cute nerd, I think. And he just became but he's, hotter and hotter. But he's become... Look, he's I'm going to... more than that. Can I, can I be honest? And this is embarrassing. I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it. I've, I've never watched Princess Diaries. Haven't you? With Anne Hathaway? Just haven't. You haven't? No. I missed it's it. It's good. Oh, look, I'm sure it is. It's Anne, good. I mean, Anne stacks up. Anne stacks up. Yeah. And Anne then the up. old lady whose name escapes me, she stacks up too. Julie Andrews? Julie Andrews. She's of great. The hills are alive with the sound oh, of strong. music. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that she can't sing anymore, that Julie Andrews? Like, she something happened to her throat. She was like an amazing singer and then something happened to her throat. We've got nodes or something. Don't know, but just, you know, throwing it back to us, ensuring our vocal cords for billions. Fucking hell. I bet you if I asked Julie, she'd suggest that we did, Tom. Mm. Given what happened to her and her node-based issue. Mm. It, it was nodules. Nodules. Similar to nodes, I guess. Fibre to the node. <laughs> nodes, nodules. Fucking same old thing. Same old um, Tom, I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask you this because I was I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I just want to see how you reacted to it. Manus cooking his toasties and then putting them in the fridge for later. Yeah, listen, it's autistic, but it's it's something that I I was shocked initially. And I was shocked. Also, I knew Manus was religious. Didn't realize that he literally had the Lord working for him, which was cool to see. No, I didn't. It made me believe in God. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a man of the cloth. But clearly, Manus has the Lord on his side, and that's quite a cornerman to have. Um, The freezing. I got it. Put it this way. I got it. As in, I don't. I don't. It's not how I would like to conduct myself in terms of making a cheese toasty and then putting it in the fucking fridge. But I do understand the gameplay here. What he really could just do, though, is toast the thing, just toast bread, and then put ham and cheese on it. I don't understand what the necessary benefits. He's like the cheese hardens. I'm like, well, you put hard cheese on that bitch, and then you melted it, and then you hardened it again. So I'm not entirely sure of the of the like operational necessity of what he's doing. It's a little bit cracked, Eddie. But Look, it, it doesn't it is make what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. He's obviously there's obviously he's found method in the madness. We probably need to were. try it. I'd need to try it. I would. I would. 
listen, if you put a gun in my head and, and ask me what he's getting out of it, I think it's possibly the melting of the cheese and then it, the cheese then works within its surroundings, Tom. So it sort of, it sticks to the ham. If he's got ham on there, it's working to the surface area of the bread and then it's hardening as opposed to just a block in there. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A slice. The the, the cheese is, uh, I guess, well, either a block or it could be shredded tasty. You know what I mean? Because it if it's, if it's yeah, shredded tasty, then the melting would actually fuse all of that cheese together as well as coating whatever else he's got inside there. It could also be, a t- is it ham, cheese, tomato, or is it just ham and cheese? If it was ham, cheese, tomato, what you are then doing is you're allowing the cheese to consume everything in its surrounding area, much like lava from a volcano reclaims the earth. Then upon the cooling of it, much like lava, it maybe, well, it takes maybe the heat out of the tomato. Well, that is an issue, Tom. They didn't specify, which I'm finding now upon reflection quite annoying well, because I, I would sleep. like more information. I couldn't sleep. I'd like more information, Tom. If it is about cooling the tomato, which we all know gets fucking hot as the core of the sun, then I understand where he's coming from. I just think that having been reared, Tom, on a healthy diet of pound what you can and then cool it for later consumption, it just sort of... <laughs> Blowing it. Just blowing that bitch. I mean, listen, if you get yourself a fucking meat lover's pizza from crust and you get through six pieces and then you, you need to pull up stumps and then you can come back in the morning and you've got two cold pieces ready to rock and roll, that's how I've sort of lived my life, Tom. Yep. Maybe you have five or six sangers. You, you might Maybe you bought yourself a 30-pack. Mm. Maybe you're feeling decadent. Maybe the wife's out of town. Maybe it's just you and the dog at home and you buy a 30-pack of, of Woolies thin sausages and you get into your work. Yeah. And then you find yourself after eight or nine going, I need to pa- I need to pack it up here. Well, I, I, I'm going to pack it I'm either going to, I might die, or yeah. a, but at the very least, I'm going to need to lay down for a good eight, nine hours. But there is still part of you, Tom, that knows that when they get into the fridge, they're going to come out even better, arguably, in the morning. And then you can get into your work once more. But I feel like you've got to earn that right. Mm. That's how I was raised. You've got to earn that right. Yeah. And by earn it, fucking... you just you sleep it off, you pull it out, you go again. But you got to earn it by pounding it first. You got to pound. You got to take that shit to pound town firstly before you can make love in the morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely do. Absolutely do. I did it last night though. I didn't earn. I, I we had sosos last night. Had a couple. There was one left over. I let it cool on the bench. And then oh, room temperature. Then as you start to wind down, you know, you're washing the dishes. Okay, you know, we're probably looking for bed soon. I then. Ooh, what's that over there? Is that that sausage I left intentionally a couple of hours ago? Pop the lid down the gullet. Gag reflex turned off. <laughs> Straight down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all mental, isn't it, Tom? You can turn it off if you if you need to. You just got to breathe through the nose, that's all. Breathe you, can, the nose. you can still breathe with a sausage wedged in your throat. Let me just tell you that. Let me tell you that for free. Um, have you, a you thin one? How many episodes you one. seen? One and a half. Okay, there's a there's there's a. I think it might be episode four, or three, but well, it's only four episodes this year. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, it's only four. Like last season was eight. Are you sure? I swear, yeah. I saw like a hundred of them. Well, no. La- There's a lot of like bonus content and stuff okay. around that I think is there. Well, I'm into, the, I'm, into my, I'm into the fourth episode. For some reason, I thought, Jesus Christ, I'm just not observant. 
unless someone's had a haircut, then I'll notice it like nine days after it happened. Anyway, not the point. There's a point in either episode four or three where they're sort of looking at, um, you know, smart. You see a blow up from Smudge Dave and Head after they've got out. At one point, Warner is like slamming the fucking door of the fridge and the sheds, and then he gets a bottle of water out, and he's trying and he to open, open the it. bottle of water, and yeah. he can't open it. And he's just he's like. Fucking stupid bottle of water won't open and just pegs it <laughs> and keeps going. I was like, that is so good. But the funniest one is Smudge when they're, it's the Sri Lanka tour. And I think he sucked last time we were in Sri Lanka. So it was like, you know, and he was captain, I think, the last time we were in Sri Lanka. And it was like him obviously wanting to right wrongs and he's a great player of spin, the best player of spin in the team. And he's like, you know, putting a lot of pressure on himself as Smudge does. And. He gets run out, kind of runs himself out a little bit. But as he's walking, it's funny seeing cricketers, as they walk off the field, you know they're obviously upset, but you don't, obviously you don't see the full meltdown when they get into the sheds. But as he's walking... Which I've always wanted to see, which is what's so refreshing about this. About this, as you get to see it, he walks in and he's just like, he is saying swear words and talking to himself much like I think a frustrated five-year-old. Like there's just, it's there's nothing adult about it. It's just complete like regression to childhood, under 12s. You've just got out and he's like, you know, you just, you shouldn't be getting out like that, Stephen. You shouldn't just fucking, fucking, <laughs> and it's just like, you fucking run out on this fucking pitch. Just like, it's the most childish <laughs> Meltdown you've ever seen, and I loved it. Or bloody Trav Head, fucking launching his bat into the into the uh, lockers. I tell you what, on Travis Head, him and Alex Carey's bromance is really cute. Yeah, it's really like nice. the, like that's that like the little coffee date they do in the mm. fucking first episode where they're just sitting there and they're like talking about their kids and cricket and shit. I'm like, oh, this is this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah, this is good stuff. Bromances in cricket get me going, Tom. Obviously, yeah. Smudge and Marnus have one that's well documented. Dude, have I you have you? Do they have they covered that bit in yours yet? Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how like and how Usman, who is maybe the highlight of the it's Usman and, and Patty C probably for me who are the highlights of the whole thing. But how Usman's like, oh, their relationships like completely changed how Smudge is. Like he's just I know, and he's like he's like I much like I much. He's basically saying he much prefers the new Smudge. Yeah. Like, he's loosened him up and shit. He must have been so intense. Well, yeah. Before. Yeah. And now he's just, like, got this... It's like when, um, you know, when you see, like, um, those movies where... What's the movie? There's, like, a Bill Murray movie where it's, like, there's, like, some grouchy neighbour and then the plucky little kid, the next-door neighbour, like, softens the grumpy old neighbour. I think there's a movie out now called Otto. Well, yes. Fucking, a man called yeah. Otto. Which I'm not going to watch. The man watch. called Otto, Tom Hanks, same same premise. Yeah, right. Saw the ad for the Vincent. other day. St. Vincent, I think, is the Bill Murray one. But, you know, grumpy old neighbour, and then he has a young kid who reminds him probably of what, you know, what's important. Yep. And then he can have yep. a laugh. I feel like that's smudge and mine. He just needed someone else on the spectrum to come in and just love the game like he does. Yep. That's all he needed. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. It is beautiful to see. Fucking love it. Shout out to the producers. Love on the spectrum. The creators of the test. Love on the spectrum. That's right. Smudge and Marnus. <laughs> great show, by the way. Fucking great show, by the way. 
One of the great shows. Bring yeah. it back. Hope they're doing more series. Yeah. Eddie, when we talk rugby league on the show, when we talk cricket on the show, when we talk sport generally, but certainly rugby league and cricket, we do it thanks to our good friends at KO, and we are talking rugby league right now. I'll tell you what I'm, I'm a little horny for before we get too deep into the rugby league, but ex- the preseason is going to be a huge focus of the rugby league this uh, uh Well, it's a much bigger focus this year. I think it's like every team playing a couple of games in the preseason. There is uh, the World Club Championship will be a part of it. So I think the the winning Super League team is going to be the 18th team in our preseason competition and will also have the World Club Challenge as part of it. But all of those games exclusively on KO. That's sick. Yeah. I love that. Like, if you're a Tigers fan, you have zero excuse not to have KO because we know how much you love a preseason match. Yes. Absolutely love them. Well, it's what it's all about. I mean, this is... This is your opportunity to hand out more standing ovations. Mm-hmm. You can do it from your own couch. You can do it from the pub on your phone. I've got a stat for you here, Eddie. Can I can I show you a yeah, stat yeah. real quickly? Well, Tommy, you know I like stats. It's anybody. a stat that's sort of going to crystallize like what it's about in terms of like if you don't have KO, what you're missing out on. Please. Let me just find these numbers here for you because I found them shocking in the extreme. There are 204 NRL regular season games. 120 of those are exclusively on KO. So if you're really a sports fan, like if you're calling yourself a rugby league guy, calling yourself a sports guy or girl, and you don't have KO, if you like rugby league and you don't have KO, you're missing out on, don't do the percentage, don't ask me if the percentage is because I don't know, like I'm not a maths guy. But if there's 204 <laughs> NRL games and 120 of them are exclusive to Fox League and KO, you're missing out on basically 100% of the rugby league every year. You're essentially missing every game is yep. what I'm hearing, Tom. Yep. I, I could have to check my numbers, but I think you from what I game. can hear, I think maybe you – I think I think you pretty much miss every single NRL game for 2023 yeah. if you don't have KO. Yeah. Which is madness. Well, it's fucking stupid. Well, it's stupid. Don't be stupid. Oi, be stop smart. being dumb. And, and Don't get, be dumb. Be smart. Be smart and get KO. And get KO. You idiots. Get KO. Otherwise you, miss, otherwise, you miss every single game of the rugby league season. Wait, so idiots. be smart. Tom, did you see Peter Peter's comments? Yeah, I did, Eddie. And look, obviously, you and I are dialing in from San Francisco currently. We're on tour with um, Tommy Turbo. We flew private thanks to the pens. You're, you know, we couldn't be in the same room right now because, well, look, we can't get into it. We are. We're not going to get into it. We're in San Fran together. Eddie's in his hotel room. I brought the studio over to San Fran. We, we put David and 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 Tobler over on the in the. Well, we had to put him in the cargo of a plane because we weren't going to get him tickets. So we put him in boxes like dogs. We flew him over, and they've set up the studio <laughs> here, which is nice. Um, yeah. To help Tommy get his hammy back, um, but Peter Peters, who's a manly sort of legend fame. He has come out and said that if Tommy's hammy doesn't get better after this, then we should just fuck him off. I, Let me read what he said. Let me read what he said, Tom. Yeah. He said he's a superstar, but it's like having a Lamborghini full of petrol in the garage, but you can't drive it because mechanically it's not sound. Now, listen, to unsound Lamborghinis fucking win Dally M's, Peter. Mm. I mean, talk about dehumanizing an individual. Down to an object. It's disgusting. It's um, disgusting. 
So, you know, and I'm sure they had a lot someone, to do with each other as well, you know, through because Peter, I think, has been with Manly until recently. I think maybe he got fucked off. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it is. But yeah, I mean, dehumanizing um, a person down to a literal object that is malfunctioning, essentially. Mm. I get it. And to be fair, I've probably done it myself, but I am also a hypocrite. So now I will judge someone else for doing it. And shame on you, Peter Peters, of probably should have sued his parents for naming him Peter. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell Call docs after that happens That's fucking That's criminal But I wouldn't be doing that I think you'd just pay him less And I think he'd probably take less Because you can't be paying a million dollars If you're Injured a lot of the time But you don't get rid of him No you wouldn't get rid of him Tom And there's also options You can move him around the park Maybe lessen the impact mm. On the hamstring If it isn't Fixed in San Francisco Which I have every faith that it will be tom given that we're over here given that we see we spend a lot of time with tom we mm. see how dedicated he is we yeah. see the sort of work he's putting in to get himself right for season 2023 tom mm. so i think peter can fucking jam it if you ask me yeah no he, can he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about he has no idea what he's talking about he has no idea what he's talking no, that about that guy wouldn't tom. know fucking a thing about rugby league. no he wouldn't know a thing about rugby league. or the manly seagulls all the seagulls or the all the jaboyevich boys no nah. or tommy personally nah. I mean, or his hammy no. Or Lamborghinis. All, he doesn't know any of it. He's just out there with two first names talking shit. Not even two first names. The same name twice. It's, it's, with way, an it's way more intense than just two first names. Yeah, fucking he's ridiculous. got the same name twice. And yeah. fucking hell. I mean, as a bit of a patternist, I can, I can promise you that his middle name's probably Peter as well. Peter, Peter, Peters. <laughs> fucking hell. You can't... I mean... We've always said it's hard to trust them with a fir- with two first names. It's impossible to trust someone with the same first name twice. And I tell you who I will not trust, Tom, is a bloke who's called Peter three times. No. Absolutely not. We so shouldn't listen, even be, if you shouldn't even there, be if platforming si- someone like that. I'd That's like right. to see Peter, Peter, Peter's deplatformed. So would I, Tom. Cancelled. I mean, listen. Put him in a Romanian jail with Andrew Tate, if you ask me. Couldn't if you were asking more. me, I know no one's asked, but I'm just saying if you were. Well, no one's asking, Tom, but now that, you, now that we're talking, now that we're telling, Lock I think you should up. be locked up. Yep. But also, when he knows that Tom's over here with us and he's leaving no stone unturned, literally, mm. in his pursuit of greatness, to attempt to kick a thoroughbred while he's down is disgusting. I just don't understand what the point of saying it is. Like, what's the point of saying that? Relevance, probably. Why would you be like, yeah, if this doesn't work, fuck him off. Why don't you just see if it works? Like, if it didn't work and he kept getting injured, then you might be like, well, you know, we need to maybe start considering our options. Not that we would, Eddie, obviously. We would merely just move him around the park um, and pay him way less. But... Well, I think you'd move him to centre and pay him a centre's fucking wage. Yeah, and then if, this, if the hammy's still going, then maybe move him into the bloody, I don't know, move him into the forwards. Sure. Just have him in the middle centre. of the field. Fuck, he's, he's humongous. Just get him thickened. Start he thickening him up. Nut. He could chuck nut through the middle. Yeah, of course he could. Of course he could. Why wouldn't he? So that's what thinkers do, Peter. They mm. think about things. <laughs> Oi, you know what? Thinkers think. Think is thick, Peter. It's as simple as that, mate. Yeah. You haven't done any fucking thinking lately. You a, is your phone ringing, buddy? 
No, it's not Zellers. Ah, it's pretty rude, El. You ever heard of uh, Silence? Put on Silent there. She's not a big Silent girl. She likes. She keeps the capo tones on as well. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, no. Really? I'm like, I'm like, you need to get your head red, sweetheart. No, Sorry, you got it. That's that's, that's psychopath insane. stuff. That's that's it's wild, insane. Man, yeah. I go. What are you getting out of this? What in God's name could you be getting out of the capo tones being on? Does she have an answer for you or not? She told me to shush. Ah, well, that's an answer of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me to my own devices. That's the fucking answer. Anyway, Peter can go get fucked. Tommy, we love you, mate. We love you. We'll see you, we'll see you uh, for breakfast. We'll be down for breakfast in a second. Um, <laughs> we are staying Hugh Jackman's palatial San Francisco compound. Which Correct. was nice of him to offer up. Um, could you, Dave, mm-hmm. who is back from the US, he was still, over, still in the US. Sorry, still sorry. You came back from San Fran because we sent you over there to do a bit of a recon mission just to make sure we knew like where all the restaurants and shit were. Um, there was something I saw on the way in about Munster and Wayne Bennett. Like it was a comment I saw it on Fox League's IG. Mm. Yeah, so it says, this is according to Fox Sports, Cameron Munster has revealed animosity, in quotes, in comments made by Wayne Bennett, which is why he didn't call him to inform him that he was rejecting the Dolphins. But didn't Wayne Bennett make those comments after Munster didn't call him? Correct. So how does that work? I don't understand. That doesn't make any sense. Because I'm not here to, to speak ill of Cameron Munster, who we very much hope comes on the podcast one day. But I am confused by how the fuck that works. Is there any more, like, explanation going on here? So it says Munster initially regretted not calling Bennett before the news broke because Bennett came out and said the way he found out about it was through the media, not right. through any other sure. ways. Yeah. And Munster kind of initially regretted it, saying he should have given him a call. Um he said, I have a really good relationship with Wayne and I don't know if I've made it any worse. There's no excuses. I should have given him a call. That was Those comments were a while ago. That was uh, during the World Cup. Yeah. Um, and then since then, um, I'm just reading on here. I think Bennett came out since then and was quite critical of Munster. Um, and then... Can you just try and find what Wayne Bennett's subsequent comments were? Because if he felt bad after Wayne said that, like, how don't you just call him straight away? Like, that's surely what you do, right? So now it's like, oh, well, I should have called him. But then he said, well, he said some more shit. Or like, do you know what I mean? If you, if, you fuck, if you do something wrong, then Wayne's like, you fucked me here, Cam. I heard in the media. Then you just go, shit, I'm so sorry. Call him straight away. Has, he, has Wayne come out again before Munster's called him? Like, maybe he's like, this cunt still won't call me. Is that the issue? He's just desperate for a call. Well, I just think that maybe it's like a bit of respect for... Well, yeah, so what I think has happened is that there was kind of a little bit of back and forth through the media. So Munster made those comments saying he initially regretted it. And then after that, Bennett came out and said, it's pretty ordinary stuff. It's a tough phone call. None of us want to make it, but you got to... But he said, if you want to be a man, you have to behave like one. Um and then since then, Munster's more recently come out and said that he felt uh, he was pretty disappointed by Bennett's comments. 
there was probably a little bit of animosity towards that, which is why he still haven't he still hasn't rung him. Right. Yeah. Look, Cam, Cam, love ya, Cam, Cam, love ya. But this is come on, call the man. And listen, Braith and Astra are close personal friend. Um, and so you know, love and respect to you all. But just call Wayne. He said. I just didn't like this is Munster saying recently. I just didn't like the way that he went that they went about it, and it probably threw my name in the media. It was pretty disrespectful. Although Fox Sports wrote it was pretty disrespected, and saying I wasn't man enough to ring him. I had every intention to, but after those comments, we felt like it was in our best interest to just leave it alone. Mm. Right. So he doesn't call him. Wayne says he should have called him, and he goes, "Fuck that! I'm not calling him." Is that the long and the short of it? Doesn't call him. Wayne says he should have called him. Cam says I should have called him. Wayne says he should have fucking called me. Cam says I'm not calling you. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. That's Absolutely rugby Absolutely love it. That's and then, But then also, but then also, also at the end ago, listen, it's not my interest. It was like, it was in your interest mere moments ago. Yeah, yeah. Nah, not anymore. Fuck that guy. Not anymore. Nah, nah, nah. Fuck him. You got it. You got lippy. Which he, he did. Lippy. Wayne got lippy. He did get lippy. You know the the he definitely the, got the be a man comments were were I think where maybe he lost Cam, but I'm into it. I mean, look, it is also a sign of the storm. That's a sort of you know, that's what the storm are about, right? Does it? Does it? Are there many comments that will get under a man's skin more than? To be a man, you got to act like a man. Like yeah, if, if you want man based comments, question your manhood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, bring into question a man's manhood and you'll make a man of him pretty quick. <laughs> or a boy. No, you won't necessarily make a man of him, but you'll you'll make that man mad. Yeah, well, you can, you'll make the man mad or you'll discover whether he's a man or not. Yeah. It's a man test. Call, call into question a man's manhood and you'll discover quite quickly whether you maketh a man. Or the making of the man. I think we've, yeah, I think we've got it. I can see why Wayne would have been upset, you know. I can see why Wayne like, would be upset. He's, he's offered him fucking five, five and a half mil or something for four years. Yeah, and he's planning a party also, with Munster as the guest of honor, and mm. then Munster has kind of de- declined his invitation, not to his face. Well, it's like having a party, inviting a friend, not just any friend, not just any friend, like the the, the bell of the ball. The par- it's almost like I'm throwing Eddie a party. And Eddie decides not to come but doesn't tell me. I hear it from Dave. That'd fucking hurt. It would. Also, you got to remember when Wayne Bennett coached Origin for that one year and he let Munster rip and tear for a while. He probably thought they had like a bit of an understanding. Like, mate, I let you go out there and fucking do what rip you want and tear and come back into Queensland camp as late as humanly possible. And as hungover also motivated the boys. And as hungover as possible. And guess what? You played fucking superbly off the back of it. Like I let, I let the real the mad dog shine, as it were. Mm. And I feel like you could have got on the fucking blower to me, bruh. Well, maybe that's Munster coming back and going, well, like, bruh, look how good I played. You could have let me have another week of ripping and tearing. Listen, I think I think that's done though. I think they yeah. got the shield that year. Munster got his rip in. I think that's. That created a, a healthy environment, an environment which maybe he should have given him a call. Listen, Be that as it may, it didn't happen. Maybe Wayne could have gone public, firstly, should have called me. Then Munster goes, fuck, I should have called him. 
then maybe Wayne should just wait for him to call. Maybe he did. I mean, fuck, how long's it been? He still hasn't called him, but maybe Wayne could just send him a text going, bro, you should have fucking called me. Should call me, bro. Should call me. We'll never know, Tom. No, he won't, dude. Or maybe we will. Or we will, dude. So we, we, we either will never know, but maybe we will know. Or we will know. Or we will. Dude, a lot of Wallabies rhetoric here. It's all coming. It's all we're getting pounded here. Um, I just wanted to check quickly if there was anything else that we've missed. UFC? Oh, well, yeah, there's some UFC, just more from a league. I don't know whether this is true or not, but could you just try and get up what... Um, Mitchell Moses being shopped around at? Like, I swear the Tigers are offering him like one point fucking four a year or something. you got to be fucking kidding me. 1.4 And then the Eels, it's over one as well. Like, I'm pretty sure it's all over. It's all over one. I was under the impression, Tom, that the Eels liked to play a certain type of ball, hard ball, as it's commonly referred to, by offering their players fucking... Max 800. Yeah, I thought there was a bit of that as well, where it's like, we're just paying everyone the same, basically. I thought everyone was undercut. Like, Reed Marnie, you're going to get unders. Like, probably you're getting unders. Yeah, we're going to lowball you all. I think the the lowball method. Instead of the money ball, it was lowball. Lowball method. I don't know whether that's true now or not. Yeah, so this is according to our dear friend, Buzz Rothfield, who said... Miss him. West Tigers have gone very heavy with an offer of over 1.3 million per year, probably towards 1.4. That's so West Buzz doesn't miss either, Tom. Buzz doesn't miss. And apparently the Bulldogs have gone in, again, this is quoting Buzz, the Bulldogs have gone in at 1.2 million and Parramatta have offered a little bit over 1 million because Parramatta have just locked up Dylan Brown, so they don't have as much cash to play with. Right. If I'm Mitch, where do I go? Like, do you go to the Tigers for 1.4? You were a Tiger coming up. They've got some players. I don't know whether it'll make a difference, but they what did the What did the dogs offer? 1.2? Yeah. The dogs is also not a bad one. You've got Villiam. That looks pretty out, attractive Reed to Marnie, me, mate. And Burton. Buzz has said, if he goes, I think it will be to Canterbury. Phil Gould, Seraldo. Matt Burton locked up for another Crichton, five years. I Crichton think, potentially coming. Kick out. Kick out. Yeah. Kick out there looking fucking gorgeous in blue. Addo Car looking jacked beyond belief. Like, they've got a bit of a fucking side. Reed Marnie looking good over there. Like, they've yeah. got a bit of a side now. They do have a bit Bulldogs. of a side. They've got a bit of a side now. You just got you got to fucking put your hand up. and. I don't have any issue with Mitch Moses, got a bit but of a that side. amount of money is fucking just absurd for what he's done. Tom, for what he's it done. It seems like too much to me. Yeah. Seems like too much to I me. I don't think he's a million like dollar player based on what he's done. Obviously, he got to a grand final, Correct. and that's great. They got pounded into the fucking earth in that grand final. Not that that was all his fault, not saying that, but I just don't think he's a million-dollar half. At best, a million dollars. But like, well, I know that's what they get, well, and Tom, maybe the salary kept going up, but, like, fucking hell. Mate, 1.4 is 40% on a million. Dude, like, 1.4 is fucking, fucking insanity. You started to get a long way away from a million with 1.4. That is you fucking absurd. I get the Tigers need to do that sort of thing because of, you know, desperation. But I'm shocked by 1.2 by the Bulldogs. I thought 
that feel a little bit more savvy than that. Well, if we're to take the numbers at face value, Tom. Yeah, it's funny though because I mean, you do think that, and then if Phil sees one point two in the boy, you're like, well, fuck. Maybe I'm completely fucking incorrect, which wouldn't shock me. But I do stand by my gut feel. Tom, you can't go away from a gut feel. The gut feel rarely wrong, mm. in my opinion. It may just be a case of we don't know what the fuck we're talking there about. Is that possibility? Which, which is informing our gut feeling. Yes. Incorrectness. But I'm you and I have never been that. wrong, so yeah. I'm conflicted. Yeah, you do need to parlay that, right? So we... Don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but we've never been wrong. So how do you how do you make sense of that whole thing? It is you'd be um you'd be you'd be pretty fucking pissed off if you were Adam O'Brien of um, Knights coach fame when you move your boy, your prized bull from fullback into the halves to try and you know go easy on the bod, and then he breaks down at training. Did he? Yeah. Did Ponga get injured? Yeah. No. Yep. Yep. Can we get a fucking injury report, please, David? Yep. I didn't so, see that. Yep. Yep. You'd be going, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Um, so there's, it's saying he's still possible for round one, but racing the clock, it was um, a calf injury suffered at training this week. Fucking hell. Not good. Not good at all. Racing the clock for round one means no round one. And given that he's moving to the halves, you fuck, you would have wanted him to be... You don't want to be raced. You don't want to, f- f- to rush uh, a prized ball back for round one, like if you don't need to. No, you don't want to, you don't want to rush prized balls ever, no. Tom. You let them root at their own pace. Yeah. However, given that he is moving back to the halves, you would have liked to have had his hands on a little bit more steed and Tom, I would have thought. I don't like the Knights. As like you don't like I, the Knights, yeah. Sure, I don't sure. like. I just I don't like their chances, and I don't think anyone's looking at them as like a fucking top four hope. But like, who are their fullback options? I'm pretty sure I heard Tyson Gamble thrown in there. Well, they got Narbrad by one of the fucking game's best talents. Well, Ruben and Garrick, host yeah, in Ruben Garrick, which is telling. I think. Listen, um, so. It, it, uh, Are the Knights looking at bottom four this year? Maybe. Yeah. According to some websites for the predicted round one lineups, if Pong is in the halves, they have Bailey Hodgson at fullback. And now, uh, listen, I'm not. I'm ready to speak ill of Bailey because Bailey might be one of the one of the biggest fucking predi- most prodigious talents on the rise. But like, if that's how many how many situations do you see where like an unknown fullback takes their team to the final? Or the Let me say this: and Do we, as punters and of dribblers, Tom, do we do we see Bailey lighten up the competition? I'm not saying now, that this is an anti-Bailey. No, it's not anti-Bailey. I'm just saying, do we see it? I don't see it. I hope it for Bailey. I hope. Well, there's a difference between hope and see. Because I hope it for Bailey Hodgson. I really hope it for him. But do I see it, Thomas? Is Bailey a last name? Is Bailey a guy with two last names? I know Bailey technically a first name, but is it more a, a, a last name? You know what I mean? Is it a is it a last name masquerading well, as a first name? Well, can I can I ask you this, Tom? Can I ask you this? When you hear the words Zach Bailey, it that feels in that context, it feels very much 
sure of itself as a as a last name, in my opinion. Hmm. George Bailey. George Bailey. Phil Bailey. I've I'm probably Tim of Bailey. the opinion, Tom, Tim now Bailey. that you've brought it up. Tim Bailey, that the main Bailey's a first name has been hijacked from last name status. So it is yeah, it's a last name masquerading. It's masquerading. Yeah. So Bailey Hodgson, a dude with two last names, which you rarely Correct. see. Now, that might mean this guy, this kid can play. I don't know. I mean, if my name was Simpson Birmingham, I think you'd probably raise an eyebrow. You would. A cursory eyebrow. You know what I mean? A cursory eyebrow. So, I mean, listen, the proof will be in the pudding. Maybe, Tom... Two fucking last names get you a seat at the table and, and maybe they've, just maybe, the kid can play rugby league football, but I've never seen a kid with like two last names rip and tear. No, so, I don't know that I have either. If I'm being honest, I don't know I'm that I've honest. I'm just calling a spade a spade here, Tom, and I don't think I've seen it. Kid with two last names ripping at fullback. Well, not only last names, so I've found this fun little interactive website thing recently which you enter in a name and it tells you out of a hundred thousand people, how many people are named that name and how many dogs are named that name. And so when you put Bailey into that, it says in a stadium of a hundred thousand people and a hundred thousand dogs, thirty-five people would be named Bailey and hundred and eighty-five dogs would be named Bailey. So not only is it a is it a last name, it's also a prefer, a preferred name for a pooch. Yeah. Now I'm not so calling he's got a last name or a pooch name. Yeah, well, and I'm not calling Bailey a dog, but I am saying. He's got two last names. So you're not calling him a dog. All you're saying is if statistically, statistically, and having not, having never seen Bailey Hodgson, Tom, statistically, he's more likely to be a dog running out <laughs> of the fucking field. This may be a pooch. This may be the first literal dog to play rugby league. Potentially. And if he's a fullback, we're thinking Greyhound. And they, I th- listen. They might just be going. Listen, name him, name him, mm-hmm. and everyone will assume it's a person, but it's actually a dog. It's actually a dog who's got really good hand eye and opposable, like he can catch. Well, can chuck nut Tom. You get Bailey into open space. Yeah. Good night, nurse. Shut the gate. Yeah. You put Bailey into a hole from the back. I mean, you get you know a bit open space in the backfield. He'll he'll carve you up. You think Saab's quick? You ain't seen fucking Hodgson at full flight. No. Bike's got four legs. No, he's... <laughs> Three in use. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got to see. No, he's got to hold the ball. That's a good point. Um, yeah, well, look, good luck to the Knights. Um, I don't remember how he got there exactly, but Ponger is injured. Hope he recovers quickly. A couple of things to rugby league before we finish, Eddie. The Dolphins jersey. Now, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. Obviously, the Dolphins jersey is awful, but that... That flesh-coloured thing around the waist makes the fatter, like the forwards, look like they got a big old gut. There was a photo of Kenny Bromwich, who's not fat by... He's not fat, but he's got a bit more... He's not jacked. He's not six-pack city. And with that flesh-coloured midriff of the jersey, it just looks like a tum hanging out. And I don't know whether they've thought about that, don't know whether they've considered it, but I think it's something that I'd like to point out. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Listen, 
They look like they got big old tums hanging out. It's as simple as that. Yeah. It was, it's the shittest fucking jersey I've ever seen. I think that we've been over this before. The Dolphins got too excited. They got a little bit giddy about coming up and playing in the NRL, and they fucked it. Yeah. They've dropped the Redcliffe for reasons unknown. They've got fucking gut jerseys, so their boys look like they've got big old guts. Why wouldn't you make it's them look jer- more like a dolphin if you were going to have any colour? Dolphin, dolphins aren't skin coloured. No, they're not. They're silver. A grey silver, you would yeah, say. Yeah, a grey, silvery vibe to them. I don't like the colours. I don't like... I like red and cream. I'm like, what's going on here? It's, you have them full red it's not- or have them the colour of a dolphin. Yep. And you can have little fins on the back. Give them fins. They should have fins on the side, like Oztag fins. If they had, if they were silver with little fins up on the neck where they put those... um those GPS trackers. Fucking... The GPS trackers, I'll be okay with it. I go, okay, that makes sense. That's cool. They're dolphins. Yeah. That's cool. It's, it's, probably, it's maybe not cool, but I get it. I can see how you've arrived here. Yeah. Whereas the strip they've got now, Tom, try as I might, I cannot work out how they arrived at that point. No. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Just like it doesn't make any sense to me that you would drop the Redcliffe from the name. No, that's that exactly seems, who you are. That seems bizarre. Oh, but kids from fucking Dubbo want to go for us. No, they won't. No, they won't. And they kids probably from Sydney want to go for us. No, they won't. They won't want to. No. So that's silly. Makes no good sense. Good luck with that. Uh, but I get it. Makes you've, got, no you've come to the NRL. You've got excited. You're really excited. You're in. You've got. You're basically you're at big school, and you've got a backpack that's way too big, and your mum's covered your books for you. You look like a fucking loser. You're at big school, yeah. and you're trying to be cool, but you don't realize that you've just come from little school, and it's it's a different kettle of fish at big school, baby. Different it's, kettle of fish, and little do you know. Little do you know, little loser, that you're about to get flushed at fucking recess. Yeah, you're about to get your you're about to get your 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 uh, your backpack's about to be turned inside out, and you're gonna have your head flushed by every other team in the NRL because you just don't get it yet. And that's cool. Once you've had a couple of flushings, though, you'll get the lay of the land. Um, you get the lay of the land, but you get but know this: you're getting around one wedgie. Yeah, know that. No, there's no no doubt about that. Couple of things in the rugby league. Well, one more thing in the rugby league sphere before we go, before we move on. And it came, this came to me after watching the test. But, you know, the smoke, there's fire vibes with JL where it's like he was, won the Ashes, won the cricket, uh, the T20 World Cup, but the drums, they were beaten. And it was like, oh, he's gone here. I think Kevin Walters doesn't see out the year as coach of Brisbane. Now, I say this for a couple of reasons. Obviously, Tyson Gamble responsibly came out last year and shit all over him, followed by Selwyn, Throbo, Cobbo. This year, but it was last year, also saying he was a nice guy, weird guy, shit coach. It would it would Firstly, would it surprise me if we got leaked text messages from Billy Walters to his missus or something going, listen, great dad, shit coach. It wouldn't shock me. But once the drums start to beat, and also on the YKTR Sports Show with Scope and Willie Mason of Please Come on the Podcast, Willie, fame. Willie was like, I was down at the races uh, with a bunch of Brisbane players, and they were all saying it. I don't know. How, uh, I don't know okay. how that didn't get picked uh, up in the media. Okay. I was like, I don't know how that fucking little tidbit didn't get 
plastered uh, all okay. across the place. Like Mason saying that he spoke to way more high-profile players who were all saying the exact same thing about Walters. You're like, holy shit. There's no way he lasts. How the fuck well, can the, he last mate, the if drum, all the players don't think he's good? The drums aren't, the drums aren't just beating now, mate. They're fucking thundering. If they aren't dominating if around, year, If you've got big dogs at the races chirping like that, that's a fucking bad sign. Hmm. And this is like, this is reaching a crescendo, Tom. It really is. Like, we heard these whispers years ago about his his coaching credentials. I mean, they were whispers. I didn't pass judgment on them. I just, I took it, put it in my back pocket, and I thought, okay, that's interesting. Let's see if anything else comes out. Then Tyson Gamble responsibly comes out. Pretty much fucking hits him between the eyes. Very fucking out there. Throbo's comments, by the way, Unbelievable as my light goes out. Also, I didn't realize how old they were. They were like October, November last year. Be yeah. that as it may, he basically goes, weird bloke, good. Weird bloke, bit weird, shit coach. Like, in what world, unless they win the comp, is he is his job tenable? I don't think it can be. Do you know what else? And this is... If again, you're prepared to say it in a podcast, bro. Yeah. Like, what's the chatter... In the dressing rooms as they're whipping each other and grabbing each other's sacks. It'd be a little bit more than what you're saying on a fucking podcast. Publicly. But also, you know what I thought was like, and again, Kevy, by all reports, really nice guy. Great guy. Nice guy. Great guy. Weird guy. Nice guy. But if I was Kevy, and I feel like it just says a bit about him, and I don't mean this in any like truly judgmental sense, but it says a bit about him. I feel like the way he reacted to Cobo saying that if he was a man, I feel like he would have been better placed as I give out some advice to a rugby league coach, having never coached. He would have been better. No, placed. No, give some out. Give to, some out. Yeah, no, I will listen up to basically <laughs> come out and go, well, that cunt's going to need to work fucking pretty hard to make the side. Like that's some, like, put your foot down and go. Because he kind of was like, yeah, it was a bit out of line. We've cleared the air. It's all good. I'd be like, fuck that little asshole. He's going to have to work his way back into the side because you're going to go talk shit about the coach. Like, he can get fucked. This is the yeah, side that I'm yeah. coaching. I'm the coach. If you don't like it, you can fuck off. Yeah. He's yeah, a good kid. Enjoy Queensland Cup, you yeah, shit. Good kid, dumb kid. He can come out and, you know, if, if Throbo comes out and says, nice guy, weird guy, shit coach, you can go, good kid, dumb kid, not playing. Yeah. Now would be the time to assert authority, Tom. Yeah. You would have thought. Got it's an interesting point, Matt. I hadn't considered that before. It was weak. It was limp stuff. It was limp, it was dude. It was like, it was oh, limp. you know, like, and I, it's, it's, it's not a direct criticism, but it kind of is. It's like, you need to be a bit, you need some nuts about you. You need to be the, like. Well, you know, you're calling a spade a spade, mate, is what you're doing. And when a showing of fucking strength was needed and you got limp dick. Like, Cause that's like, that is as disrespectful as it gets. Because if you mate, listen here, if you don't think that the other fucking 29 contracted players out of the top 30 weren't watching to go, Ooh, what's going to happen here? Like, is he going to get fucking spanked for this? Hmm. Or is he just going to let him do it? Did the club and then who Cobbo? Yeah. Uh, yes, he is getting sanctioned. Um, I don't think they've announced what the sanctions are, but it has come out. In the last couple of days that he's getting sanctioned. Dude, talking shit about the coach on a podcast like that, you go, okay, 20 grand fine, 
and fuck off to Queensland Cup for the first few rounds. Obviously, I'd also understand as a Broncos fan, you're like, this guy's like one of our best players. Yeah, dude, he is. And he talks shit about the coach. Like, you kind of have to put your foot down at some point, don't you? Yeah, you do. And listen, you can have your own feelings about the coach. That's fine. But that's separate to what we're talking about here, which is that you can't have fucking players run around talking shit about the club publicly. <laughs> twice, by the way. Yeah. It's happened twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's publicly. God knows what goes on behind closed doors. Could you imagine a fucking world in which a player at the Storm comes out and talks shit against about Bellamy? And they then, and then like... Fucking Hung, drawn, and quartered. Well, they'd, be- they'd go missing, Edward. They wouldn't be seen again. <laughs> they'd get the fucking Jack Mar treatment, bro. You'd never be seen again. It'd be like, oh, yeah, no, he's off on a fishing trip and then just fucking waited and dropped to the bottom yeah. of the ocean, yeah. which is what yeah. they would deserve. Yeah, yeah. He'd go fishing. He'd be bagged, Tom. He'd be zip-tied, and he'd be weighted. <laughs> and that's just rugby league justice, dude. Especially at Bellamy, that'd be a nice way to go if Craig was fucking. If you said that about Craig, yeah, Jesus Christ, it'd be better than the alternative. Him cutting your junk off and shoving it down your throat, <laughs> like, yeah, you like it's. I mean, and that's just again, that's probably Craig going a bit light on you. Yeah, I just no, like, that's it's, Craig. It's shocking it to me. It's shocking to me the difference in approach, Tom. It mm. really is. And to your point, mate, I don't think he lasts a year. I don't see it happening. If there's not a market at Ned's, there needs to be. Mm. There needs to be a market for that because God knows I'm going to have a fucking a little bite at that cherry if it's on offer. Like, it's, it's like, listen, if they're playing well, I guess you would say, because they've got good players. They've got a pretty good side. If they play well, he might stick around. But in the same way that Justin Langer could be coaching the fucking Australian side and we're winning everything... And still lose the job. If you got this going on, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he went mid-year or if it's the end of the year and it's like, listen. Tom, mate, there's a, there is a fucking, there's like a rule though in world sports, not just rugby league, it's all sports. If you lose the dressing room, you lose your job. It's as simple as that. If and that's, we should we should clarify though for some people that have not heard that saying before that, that that's not that's not about forgetting where it is that's not about literally losing the dressing room going fuck I can't find it that's about it's more about the the players within the dressing room no longer having faith in you as a coach that's exactly right Tom and I think that needed clarifying mm. probably for for some of the the slower dribbler yeah but I can't see a world in which he survives based on that. And that alone. Yeah. But good luck to the Broncos. Uh, Denon, let's just fucking drop the act now, mate. You're talking a lot of shit about ambushing and and, and it's getting old quick because we all know that the reason you're in this predicament is because you didn't fucking take your shirt off and pound muesli bars into the earth. Someone pointed out to me. Be a man and, and fucking own your mistakes. Yeah. Some dribble pointed out that this curse may spread globally to, to, to sides, just all Broncos-based sides. I'm pretty sure the Denver Broncos having a shocking season in the NFL. He may have, yeah, he may have jinxed Broncos across the globe. I think, yeah, they finished. They won like four games this year. Yeah, they were 5-12, and 12, came bottom of their division conference. There you go. Khan can't beat. I mean, so... Him, look, I mean, it's nice. For, like, if you're, if you're Denon, it's sort of nice to know that you know, you have so much sway, so much pull that you can 
curse. You know, the course you cursed cause can infect the world. Like, mm. you know, there's sort of there's power in that, right? But with great power comes great responsibility, and I think he needs to put his hand up and fucking own the moment. Mm. London London Broncos eight wins, nineteen losses. There you go. Can I? Um, there is a, there is a, a school of thought doing the rounds because I know that everyone's noticed that Kempi, who you know cultivated quite a bit of mass while he was on his European holiday, pounding croissants, baguettes, soft cheeses, Danishes, pastries yeah. at our cheesecakes, mm. tiramisu, tiramisu's, gelatos, pizzas, pastas. That he, you know, he gluttony, got he, yeah, gluttony. gluttony, gluttony. Eight weeks of gluttony, I believe, is the documentary he was filming while he was over there. But so he came back thick. But what we have sort of been noticing and people pointing out that he is starting to sort of like tighten things up a little bit. Now we obviously don't know if that's steroid induced peptides or whether he's actually just putting in the work. But whether he's potentially shredding for a shirtless muesli bar session to try and reverse the curse, I don't know. Maybe he is. It'd be smart if he was. Well, listen, Tom, you and I, we know him, we know him pretty well. Um, and we know that one of the concerns that he had at the time around the removing of the shirt to pound the muesli bar was he can, he can become a little bit self-conscious about the rig. Mm. So if he is tightening it up after eight weeks of gluttony, it may well be a sign. I mean, we won't probably know till sort of late February, maybe. Yeah. Early, sort of mid-Feb, maybe we, we might get an answer on that. But keep your eyes peeled, punters and drillers, because there's fucking work to be done on Denon's behalf. That's for, that's for goddamn sure. Yeah, big time. Goddamn sure, Tom. Now, oh, big time. bit of UFC to, to wrap this bitch up. Well, we do have some dribbles. Uh, do we have dribbles? Yeah, we got dribbles. Yeah, we got dribbles. But some UFC, Francis Ngannou. Big news, Ngana. Tom. Francis Ngannou. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Free agent. Um the UFC could not come to an agreement with him over his contract. So they were going, mate, go, sow your wild oats. Now, I hope that this will merely be a period where Francis can go, I'm going to go fight Tyson Fury for $50 bajillion. Probably lose. And then, well, almost certainly. But maybe not. And then, and then come back. And reclaim his heavyweight title. So, like, he's already got it. They stripped him of it. John Jones and Cyril Garn fighting in May, in March, which I am so fucking horny for. Um, I would have preferred John Jones Francis, whatever. Cyril Garn's still sick. But um, I, I just hope to see Francis go and have some big dick fights out in the wild and then to come back. I... He, he said a couple of times that he wants to fucking... He doesn't want to end his career without, you know, having a bit of a foray into boxing. I like prize fighting for Francis. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's big, he's thick, he's strong as a fucking ox. He's got the most powerful punch ever recorded. Why wouldn't you go out and put on a couple of exhibitions? You know what I mean? Yeah. Some big money fights. Like Conor versus Floyd. Like, yeah, it was a circus, but I enjoy going to the circus. So do a lot of human beings. Yeah. A lot of punters and dribblers enjoy the fucking circus. And yeah, Tyson fighting Francis would be that. It'd be a circus. Tyson, obviously, fuckload slicker than Francis, but Francis can knock motherfuckers out. Mm -hmm. So I'd watch that fight. Yeah, you, you best would. believe I'd watch that fight. I'd watch him fight all, all sorts of motherfuckers. Well, I think it's it'd be a lot of we're fun. In a, we're in the sort of the, 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 the prize fighting era. 
and less so where it's just boxing. It's like your YouTubers and all that sort of dumb shit. But like, just putting on fights, you like interesting, fun things you want to see. He was going to be made the he would have been the highest paid heavyweight in UFC history. I don't know what that would mean financially, but I can tell you, it wouldn't hold a candle to what he would make for one fight against Tyson Fury. It'd be like, oh sweet, I've made forever money on this fight, probably like a hundred million, and then it would just be like, cool. Now I'm good. I can now go and fight whoever, John Jones, or I can come back to the UFC and get paid peanuts. But, like, I completely understand why Francis of fucking refugee fame, like, wants to make sure that he is set, that he can get his family sorted. Like, the guy was working in fucking sand mines in Cameroon. Mm. That's where he grew up. So I don't begrudge him at all going and trying to, you know, get the bag, as it were. <laughs> I'm not begrudging him from getting a bag, Tom. I'm encouraging it yeah. because now it gives me Cyril Garn versus John Jones back after three years in the wilderness. It also gives me a potential setup between Fury and fucking Francis. Like, that shit turns me on. Mm. Do it at a sold-out Wembley, please. Is that okay? Can like Let's make a bit of fucking pomp and pageantry out of this thing. Yeah. Because Although we I haven't think had they'd enough go, they'd go to Vegas, Vegas, dude. There's no way they'd go to Wembley for that, I don't think. Maybe. Maybe not. I just think that... Maybe, this maybe is Wembley. Not. Wembley doesn't have a roof. I don't think you want to fuck with the English weather. Is that Wembley? They hold fights at Wembley. They hold fights at no, Wembley. No, I know they do, but I'm trying to work out, is it Wembley that doesn't have the roof, or is it? Is there another one? Yeah, no, Wembley doesn't Wembley have doesn't a roof. Ha- Wembley doesn't have a roof. Yeah, right. Wembley doesn't have a roof. Um, but isn't there like Wembley Arena as well? Maybe. I don't know my don't English know. stadiums too I don't well, know. but I there's, can't Yeah, there's Vegas Ovo Arena, that. Wembley, but that only holds 12,500. It'd be fucking insane. No, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's Wembley, Wembley. I think it's like the Wembley, Wembley, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, maybe just a couple of tarps over the roof, Tom. Couldn't yeah, we could tarp it up. Just tarp up, mate. One big dommy over just the roof. Just tarp up. Yeah, just fucking get on the blow to four seasons, just dommy that bitch up. I'm not. I'm not against that. I think that's something you'd. Something, and be, is, is uh, well, that the, it's a marketing that, is, exercise as well, right? So four seasons. Is that the dumbest idea you've ever heard? No, you get I a huge condom, it. you put it over the fucking whole stadium, and four se- It's four season stadium. Yeah, it's genius. With a reservoir tip at genius. the top. It's genius, Tom. It's absolute genius. Um, but mate, we get a fucking we get a brawl between Cyril Garn and John Jones like three months. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, I'm assuming that John Jones... Oh, two months, two months. If I can just put my uh, professional MMA fighter hat on, which I've just got over here. When you saw that Francis, who wasn't a noted wrestler, took Cyril Garn down and fucking dominated him, I would assume John Jones would do the same thing because he's actually a good wrestler. But that's just me. (laughs) Thank you. Because Cyril Garn's... Well, Cyril Garn's a fucking beast on the feet, right? Kickboxing, very dangerous. You just wonder why, like, you'd assume that's what it is. John Jones is like, well, here we go. I just take this bitch down and fuck him up and I'm the heavyweight champion. Of the world. Of the world. Um, anyway, we should probably get some dribbles, hey? Let's do that. All right, time for some dribbles. Been a fucking while between drinks here, I believe. feel like it's been a while between dribbles. Um, you know what? What's the dribbler hotline number? Because some people are like, how do I dribble? <laughs> And I'm like, a lot of the time, I'm like, fucking call the number. Uh, eight, so O two or whatever. Zero two eight one two three two one zero zero. So just eight one two three 
2100. Dribbler hotline. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's go, David. Thomas. Edward. Yo. Dave. Paddington dribblers. Paddington dribbler here. I've seen Eddie around and about the place, walking that dog of his. And I've seen him across the road once or twice and give him a little, come on, if you will. And I noticed something. He doesn't wear headphones or listen to any music of any kind whilst he dawdles through Glenmore Road. Um, and I guess my question to you, Edward, is what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about on those walks? Taking your time out? What's running through that head of yours? Uh, Headphones never. Grand finalist, Parramatta Eels forever. See you soon. Cheers. Mm. Well, you're quite observant, young dribbler. I'll give you that. Um, I'd probably be 50% no headphones, 50% headphones. Sometimes I like to clear the head. Mm. I like to just get out there and do a bit of thinking. I think it's fucking healthy to do a bit of thinking, if I could be honest, punters and dribblers. I think sometimes you need to fucking down tools and get to thinking. Stop distracting and yourself. And I quite like it. Yeah, I quite like it. I quite like getting out there and just fucking mulling things over. You know what I mean? What's in my mind? How can I fucking unpack it? How What's can you next? level up and sort of optimize? Is that sort of what it is? Because his how question I, was: How about can like I become what? a better human? How can I? How can I fucking uh, upgrade myself? Okay, you know what I mean. Mm. That sort of thing. But then sometimes I'm like fucking just jam a potty in and. Maybe I'll just chill myself out, you yep. know what I mean? Completely remove myself from the world, mm. go to autopilot. Mm. But I like fucking going, no headphones. I like it. I'm not anti it. I'm not anti Very observant, though. Very observant. That is observant almost to a, uh, a, to a level or a degree where you might notify the authorities that you are being stalked. I, uh, I certainly like if I'm down at the beach. Obviously, I, you know, I'm, I'm a big beach guy these days, but... The waves, the sound of the waves, the ocean, the sun, the birds chirping, you know, people laughing, all that sort of stuff. That's where I like to... That's meditative for me. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Tommy, Eddie, Dior, Dobler, I'd like to start a petition boarding that... um, we get you tons of measured because I met you in Magic Room at the Caxton Beautiful Pub and I'm six one. I actually am six one. And when I stood next to both of you, I'm about a fucking head taller. So fucking Eddie claiming he's six one is fucking lying. Tom even claiming he's six foot is a fucking joke. Dude's about five eight. Lucky. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to get some heights measured because you're throwing that crazy heights guys and then when I met you in real life you're not even in the six foot club you know so mm. I'd just like to start a petition that we get your heights measured no shoes flat against the wall because as a six foot one man I just can't let you into this club without seeing your actual height and Eddie I've got strong concern that you're not six one Tom I'm adamant that you're not even fucking six foot mate honestly so I'd like to get heights measured because Jesus. you can't be lying to the tummy on the dribbler. Dribbler. <laughs> dribbler. Dribbler. Any oh, fucking longer. Wheels are coming off his cuts, dribble. We deserve honesty. 
Yep. yep. No, listen, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'd like to see who the fuck this little potential dwarf is because, I mean, you, 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 can't, you can't come out throwing stones. Need your height too. Now, this guy might be one of those people who is embarrassed about being too tall and he's trying to, he's trying to fucking make us seem smaller. I don't know. It's a difficult question. He might also be a big lifts guy, Tom. It's hard to tell. But without him fucking measuring himself, it'd mm. be a little bit unfair. I'm happy to get in front of the fucking measuring tape, baby. There's nothing to hide here. No, Measure no, nothing to hide. Measure yourself. I'm 185. There you 185. Go. I don't know. If that if that's shorter 6'1", then so be it. On that Eddie Jones thing, just quickly, um, I, I want. does the nation owe a debt of gratitude to that dribbler who fucking called him out? Like, do you reckon that lit the fire you, so you reckon, under Eddie's ass? Do you reckon like, that? Do you reckon that lit the fire? I think it might have, mate. He put it this way: he took it so fucking poorly that you can't tell me for a second that it wasn't he wasn't mulling it over. You know, like, like fuck, maybe I am a traitor. That's the part of me that thinks maybe if we if we had to win, Bill, if we win the rugby league, the rugby world cup this year, and then again when it comes back to Australia. I think that dribbler needs to be on the fucking bus ticker tape parade like around the country. Anyway, next next dribble, Dave. Dude, iPhones with their case off. Time. iPhones with their case off are just so much better. You know what I mean? Like Dude, they're just, so fucking sexy. They're so bro. sexy without then a fucking this, case then on. Then this happens. But then this happens. Yeah, I know. But it's interesting, right? Oh, Apple man. Watches. You get, fucking, you get which, shattered. Apple Watches, which I think are the most disgusting watch you could ever have. No disrespect to anyone who has them. My wife has one. I fucking hate it. They don't break. So why can't we be making the iPhones out of that same glass? Or do they shatter? I've just never seen them shatter. I've never seen a broken one, yeah. Tom, I think it's probably because the watch is strapped to your arm so it doesn't fall from great heights. Of course that, but you take it off sometimes. I just mean generally, you don't see it. No, you don't. It's fucking annoying. I remember one, like they came out being like, oh, we're using the same glasses, but using bulletproof trains and all this shit. No, you're not. If you it's were, then... It easily. Yeah, and if you're using the same glasses you are in a bulletproof train, then that's terrifying for anyone who's not wanting to get shot inside that train. That's right. It's not a great advertisement for bulletproof trains, let me say that. No. Let's move on. But that's so much sense. Hey, boys, it's the musical dribble again. Just rolling into the fine town of Dubbo to see the family for Christmas. I was hoping to see your face. You faced up at the race course, but unfortunately the race was over a few days ago and they've taken the signage down. I just was listening to the podcast. I heard you dribble about the uh, John Williamson. Now, being the musical dribbler, I have played guitar for some not-so-well-known country artists and have heard from several sources that he's a bit of a gruff cunt, honestly. Uh, has a bit of a reputation. But I thought there's another dribble you'd love to hear is about Lee Kernigan. There's this, there's this yarn I've heard from multiple sources. Apparently, Lee was playing a concert. He played a gig somewhere, and he had a class that went not so great, and he shoot himself on stage, and the whole band apparently knew about it, but it was the middle of the show, so Lee, being the trooper he is, 
uh, finish the show. So I thought you guys would enjoy that one. Um, make, make it what you will. Cheers, boys. Merry Christmas. Okay, firstly, did he was he shitting on John Williamson there? Well, he said John Williamson known to be a bit of a gruff cunt. Well, okay, that's alleged. We don't know. The second thing I want to know, is he saying that our sign's been taken down from Dubbo? No, I don't think so. I think he said there was no races on. I thought he said that... Or is he saying they... It, they've taken him down from the racetrack. Yeah, I think he said he thought he would see your face at the racetrack, but it wasn't there, which I guess implies the signage with your face on it. I don't know why the but fuck... But why did he go to the racetrack if it wasn't open? They wouldn't bother taking him down. There's no way. Why would they do that? It's well, just fucking unnecessary. Go back to it here at the start. Go listen. Hey, boys. It's the musical dribble again. Just rolling into the fine town of Dubbo to see the family for Christmas. I was hoping to see your face. You faced up at the race course, but unfortunately the race was over a few days ago and they've taken the signage down. I just was listening. We might need to send someone down to Dubbo to work that out for us. We certainly didn't pay to have the sign taken down. Why would the signage be taken down? Look, would it shock me if this didn't he... know what the fuck he was talking about? Possibly. Listen. I mean, unless you, not, you, you like, can't really unless, see it from the road. Because you, you can't see it. You can't see it. No. You can't see it from the road. So I think this guy is just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all right. Now, what was this question? Lee Kernigan. I think, I think we just we just leave that at that. Yeah, we leave that there. Lee Kernigan pooing himself mid. It wasn't concert. a question, Tom. No, it was just a statement. But Lee Kernigan pooing himself mid mid show and finishing the job. Just look, it's a sign of a consummate professional. Eddie and I multiple times have shit ourselves mid podcast and just kept going. That's what a professional does. <laughs> Listen. There hasn't been a live show we've done where we haven't shit ourselves and fucking continue to truck nut because yep. pros turn up. Yeah. Now it doesn't matter if it was a fucking sloppy one, if it was you know something a bit more true. sturdy and, and structurally honest sound. and true. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's about getting on with the job that you were paid to do, and that's how we operate. Yeah, always have. Play on. Always will. Listen, that's how it's done. I don't know a professional alive that doesn't shit themselves doing their job. Yeah. Play on. Let's move on. Let's go, Dave. Oh, hey, boys. Um, just arrived in Geelong today. Uh, went out for dinner. Went out at the Edge restaurant in Geelong, uh, right on the waterfront. Got myself a schnitty. Um, I was waiting there, waiting for my gravy. No gravy. So the waiter comes back. I asked, hey, mate. Can we please have some gravy? Sorry, we don't do gravy here. I said, well, what the fuck Oof. am I meant to do? I had some garlic aioli sauce with my schnitty, Oof. and I limped out of the joint, never going back. A Victorian's way more beta than anyone else in the country. Let me know your thoughts. Cheers. Yeah, dude, Victorian's are mountain folk. Now, I like mountain folk generally. Victorians aren't even mountain folk. They're like pseudo-mountain folk. But we said this last week. They are weird. They're just weird, dude. They are. You just hear them speak, they're weird. You know what I mean? Like, of all the accents, because there's a few... Like, I feel like New South Wales and Queensland's the same, maybe. But there is a real... Adelaide or South Australia and Victoria, but particularly Victoria, their accents are as beta as it gets. 
South Australians have got accents, big time. Yeah, they got fucking weird accents. They do. I can pick an. I pick. I can pick someone from Adelaide a mile away. But see, I reckon an you'd absolute be get, mile away. I reckon you'd be getting them confused with Victorians as well. I reckon Victorians' accents and weirdness has sort of it's been allowed to spread down the southern part of the nation. <laughs> it's infected the rest of the the, the southern part of the country. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Completely agree. The fact they don't serve gravy with their schnitzel doesn't shock me at any any stage. I feel like we've got quite a lag going on here. You should be. You should be. You should be tried at the Hague, Tom, for that. Mm. Yep. Fair. You picking up on a lag, buddy? Can we do a lag test? I'm going to count to five, then you pick up six to ten. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's pretty good, actually. Maybe, maybe a second out. So we do things at HSP Studios, mate. The old lag test. Yeah, high tech. High tech. Tom, Eddie, Eddie, Tom, Sober, Dior, Grub King here of Grub Club fame. Sitting around celebrating EV Steve. Just want to know. EV EV Steve. We have a mate who needs to pull out his personal parachute when he pisses. Um, that's fucking weird. We need to know the consensus about that. So please let us know. Uh, boys, love the show. Maybe uh, stop kissing each other. Stop kissing your dads. Start kissing each other's dads. Love ya. Peace out. Port forever, Rose never peace. Go fuck yourself, firstly. That's almost enough for me not to bloody... I'm confused. I think he's talking about... What does he mean by his own personal parachute? Your sack. Do you pull your sack out when you piss? Or do you just pull out your dick? I am more depends just... On the pants. Yeah, it probably does depend on the pants. I think... I mean, I'm probably just more like a pull-out-my-knob sort of a operator in that sense. But I'm certainly not... Like begrudging someone who's sack is, who brings brings the whole party out. I don't understand the necessity Look, for again, it. Again, I mean, I can... No. Again, unless you're feeling a little bit constrained, we've been over this before, and, and unless you're feeling a bit pinched, Tom, unless you feel like your knob's a bit pinched, then yeah. maybe you get your sack out and you and you get to work. But otherwise, I think your knob's fine. Yeah, I think if you're bringing the sack out, it is about, it's about quiet. flow. It's a flow-based decision. That's right. So, look, I, I honestly think it's it's horses for courses. Correct. But a great question. Horses for courses. Tom always said it. Sack in, sack out. Doesn't matter. Yep. Tom, Eddie's got David Topler. Can you not talk anymore? Why is Tom in the voice of the pod? That's what I want to know. Let Eddie get involved in that. Because Tom, he's, he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. But Eddie's the better looking guy of all of us. And let him finish it off. They're like, hello, sports podcast. Oh, do your day, boy. Hello, I'm not entirely sure what he's asking, but I did hear him say that you're better looking, so I am obviously offended off the jump. 
He said, why are you the voice of the podcast? Yeah, what does Maybe that mean? Maybe that's... I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, I think he I don't know what that means. Why? Maybe you do the intros and shit. Yeah, that oh, that's what I got As yeah. in like the, you are listening to the Hello Sport podcast. Well, and also, bam, 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 welcome bam, bam, bam. back to the Hello Sport podcast. You do the intros. Oh, the I'm the host of the show. Yeah. Well, listen. That's not that's not changing. No, that's... <laughs> listen, we've had... We, Eddie hosting... We've given him a crack before, and he's not bad, but he's also not, you know. I'm not even saying I'm good. I'm just saying it's probably not a role for Ed in that sense. It's but, not my role. But the you, intro. You've got to know your role. You've got to know your role. I could be electric. I could be electric. Yeah, you can be electric. I can be electric as a host. I've done it before. I can mm. be electric. Mm. But I'm I'm more of a like... You know, one game sort of thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah like exactly. Coming as yeah, a relief yeah, yeah. pitcher when needed. Yes, when needed. Look, I'm happy to be the hot guy on the podcast. Mm. I'm, I'm happy to play that role for sure. Yeah, but, but see, that upsets me. There, but see, I'm not like that. I don't know whether the hosting, that's, that sort of thing. I don't know if you're necessarily the hot guy because I think that you know, I think that's probably more like you know a shared role. Just a couple of hot guys. What do you you know? What do you think about? I'm that? not saying I'm not I'm not trying to steal that, Tom. Like I'm happy to share it. All I'm saying Six is that the people you know, sort of bestow that upon me. Well, look, that guy did, and obviously I respect you know, like, that. Like, what do I do? No, I don't know what you do. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Now I don't know the mind. Like maybe he's just seen me with my beard recently, and that maybe changed. Just just wait. Let me grow my beard back, and then I'll get it sort of like shaped, maybe, and you know we'll just we'll see. What do you what about that? I'm getting pretty tanned at the moment as well. Like I'm trying to, I'm okay, trying to keep sure. up. You know. Oh look, I'm just hurt. I'm hurt. Or maybe we get you to do the intro. Yeah, I know you, mate. Listen, listen. You take your licks, take your licks, buddy, yeah, and I just know. fucking and come back when you got a fuller beard. I mean, that's all and you a, can and do. And a six pack. That's all you can do. Fuck that guy. And a six pack, of course. On we go. That hurt. I'm gonna go eat for our shares now. What's up, boys? It's the fuckface dribbler here. Um, extremely bored on this New Year's Eve, but I uh, hope you guys are ripping and tearing with some techies. Just uh, food for thought. I've just been doing the, just working on my come on, so just working that elbow joint into the core of the earth. Um, I realised if you turn it around and do it forwards, it's basically like an emu peck. I don't know if you got any inspiration from that. I know, I know Leighton Kiel is the originator of the come on, but I don't know if he had any uh, past experience before he was a tennis player, maybe in part-time work at the zoo, um, where he just saw an emu pecking. He thought, if I just reverse this, I've got to come on on my hand. So anyway, that's uh, just some food for thought for you. Uh, 2023, you're the dribbler. Cheers, boys. I, listen, I mean, he's not wrong. The come on, if reversed, an emu. Or is it that, like, Walk Like an Egyptian song? Surprise, that hasn't been cancelled. Why haven't we cancelled the Egyptian song, huh? <laughs> is he... So he it, is he essentially saying it's fucking... It was born of the emu, Bob? Is that is that what he's saying? Potentially. Is he saying that... Because like, I don't... Late in a I fucking emu. I mean, this is what it's about. It's this. It's this, dude. This is. It's got nothing it's to do with an that. emu. Nothing. Not, and that's it's not. It's never been about that. That's not knocking an emu either, dude. But this ain't. It's got nothing to do with an emu. That 
has nothing to do with that. Now, listen, Emu on the coat of arm, big fan of the Mew, but that's got nothing to do with the come on. And it never has. No. Now, I'm not going to sit here, Tom, and suggest for a moment that Leighton Hewitt wasn't, 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 wasn't one of the great Emu bobbers all time. I'm not fucking suggesting that. All I'm suggesting is they're not linked. No. Leighton probably could Amy Bob. But he wasn't Amy bobbing when he was coming on. No. He was winning fucking tennis points for the nation. That's what he was doing. That's what picking ball up boys are he was for, winning. dude. He was fucking hitting screamers. Ball boys are Amy bobbing for balls while Leighton's fucking coming on. That's right. Coming on the nation, Tom. Yep. Now, I'm hearing a little bit and of we a sit back, static out. in the ears here. Not the end of the world if it's coming through. Fuck it. Let's roll. Tom, Eddie. Static for a moment. Gen X dribbler here, 12 months of the day since I uh, last dribbled. Just appreciation post on the heavy lift you boys have gone this year. Not just this year, but 2020, 2021, COVID years. Fucking tough for all of us. But one thing has got us through is the content delivered by the Hello Sport boys. So just reflecting on the year at the moment, thinking you guys need a shout out. So well done. Looking forward to a solid 2023. Goodbye. What a nice young man. What a fucking gentleman, Tom. Yeah. And now, look, I mean, you know, are we listening to some dribbles from 2022 and people shit? Like, these are old. These are aged dribbles. But that's a that's a nice young man who's just taking the time out of his busy schedule just to drop us a line and tell us how fucking good we are. Mate, that dribbles aged like fine wine. What a what a terrific young man. And his parents should be fucking proud of the man they've produced because he's stand up. Yeah, no, I got you, mate. Look, shout out to that guy. We did fucking get everyone through COVID. He makes a great point. We basically got everyone through COVID. So, shout out to us. His word's not ours. Yep. His word's not ours. All right, one more. Tom, Eddie... Dior, Tobler, punters and dribblers, it's the stats man. King back. Love the yarn with Billy Birmingham and also love that it was episode number 452. As you guys no doubt know, having deliberately held this great cricket chat back for release at just the right time, 452 not out is the Don's highest ever first class cricket score made in the shield at the SCG against Queensland in 1930. Be soon. Exactly why we did it. The stats man knows us too well. It's exactly why we did it. Exactly why we did it. Shout out to the fucking stats man. God, I love that guy. Yeah, I've missed him as well. I've missed that motherfucker. I've missed that motherfucker so much, dude. He's just such a stand-up guy. Yep. What a gentleman. What a scholar. Smart, smart, smart guy. Cluey switched Intelligent, on. Intelligent. Smart and Cluey. Really nice voice. Yep. Great tempo. Cluey. Well-read, well-researched, yep. Tom. Articulate. Yeah. Well-versed. Well-versed in it all. Now, punters, dribblers, that's us for another week. There's still some Big Day Rosé on sale. Not much. Uh, but Big Day Rosé, last of the year, well, not last of the year, last of the season, you get it, on sale now. 
hellosport.shop. Rosé Cord Caps will be back in stock soon. They're currently en route to the studio and then into the hearts and minds and heads of punters and dribblers of the world over. But I think that's us, Ed. Is there anything else from you, mate? As you uh, as you no, sun just... your dick up in you're in Byron, aren't you? What shade of brown is your uh, your nutsack right now? Bronze, even uh, dark, dark nice. brown. Love that. Bronzed, bronzed like, sack. Yeah, dark brown, Tom. Beautiful, dark brown, buddy. Um, shout out to the punter and the dribbler. Shout out to Big Day Rose. Get it while it's fucking still available because it won't be available for very long. Mm. I can promise you that. Bye-bye. Ciao. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>